so much for tuning in to the quality music zone and johnnoradio.com gonna pull this one back up it is fantasia title track ugly couldn't have been but a hundred pounds soaking wet all stressed out and worried poor dunk my siri 
Gotta say good morning to everyone. Happy Wednesday. It is the middle of the week, some say hump day. For us on Coffee and Toe, it is hashtag WCW. We celebrate women today. This is the voice of Fantasia. Title track is ugly. Today we are honoring Fantasia through music as we continue to celebrate Women's History Month. Here she is singing Looking For You featuring Mama Diane. Looking for peace, been looking for love, been looking for a rock that I can always lean on. Mm, guess I've been looking for you. No, 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 no. I guess I've been looking for you. Oh.
for or what is that one thing that you're looking for if you're not finding it where you're looking you probably need to start looking elsewhere many times we need to look within ourselves the answer often lies within we got the headlines coming up shortly let you know what we're going to be talking about today stories from all around the world do you trust yourself do you believe in yourself or are you harboring self-doubt questioning your purpose it's time to stop doing that A fan of the term baby mama, but it is what it is, right? Today we're celebrating Fantasia through music. It is hashtag WCW We Celebrate Women. Don't know what took so long, cause nowadays it's like a badge of honor to be a baby mama. I see you paying ya, I see you working ya, I see you going to school And girl, I know it's hard And even though you're fed up with making beds up Girl, keep your head up on my B-A-B-Y-M-A-M-A This goes out to all Check in the mail You open it and you're like What the hell You say this ain't even half a daycare Saying to yourself this here ain't fair And all my girls who don't get no help Who gotta do everything by yourself Remember what don't kill you Can only make you stronger all you single mothers out there do not give up I know it gets daunting I know there are moments of discouragement I know you feel as though you are in the salon but if I can offer any support through my words understand that you are loved you are appreciated we recognize the struggle 
we recognize you and we love you. Gonna squeeze in one more from the lovely Fantasia. Coming up, the side effects of you. are those around you affecting you and those you're in love with affecting you Stand in love, folks. Don't fall in love because when you stand in love, at least you, you know, you're, you remain conscious. When you fall, you lose all consciousness. It is a quarter after the top of the hour. We're going to go ahead and let you know what we're talking about today. It is time for the headlines. Gotta say good morning to all of our listeners around the world. Logged on to the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com and JohnNoRadio.com. Good morning to my studio audience, courtesy of Clubhouse. It is Wednesday, March 29, the last Wednesday in the month of March. We're still in the year 2023. Hashtag WCW. We celebrate women through music. Today, we are celebrating Fantasia. Thank you for joining me for Coffee in Tow, World News on the Go. We do this every Monday through Friday, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. Eastern. This is where I read the news and we share our views. You can find me on TikTok, Moments with Me Media, on Instagram, Moments underscore with underscore me underscore media, and on Twitter. Me media moments and the mean everything is MI. And here are the headlines we have coming up for you today out of the Caribbean corner. A meth shipment en route to Barbados intercepted. Barbados Stock Exchange becomes member of the UN Global Compact. British Airways makes inaugural trip to Guyana. And passengers are complaining some minibus drivers are overcharging for short routes. Out of Turks and Caicos, they will no longer require visitors to have a COVID-19 vaccine. Caribbean Week returns to New York City in June. In stories out of Jamaica, DPP seeking death penalty in Nikita Noel rape and murder case. No apology, Clark says. Master Mark reference was not meant to be rape. Hmm, why am I gulping on this one? It was not meant to be racist. Okay, if you say so. Mm, all right. 
In the meantime, Brown Burke apologizes for unparliamentary behavior. Prime Minister Holness says $2 billion red stripe investment is a sign of confidence in the economy. And Jay Ray and Nevy says, don't worry, there is no fake rum in Jamaica. Now that would be a hollering shame. Uh, <laughs> I'm laughing at this next one. 50 goats arrive in Kingston. Mm. At the airport. And I'm laughing because when you drive through Jamaica, you see so many stray goats. But we're going to dive into that one. That's a believe it or not moment for Jamaica. <laughs> and on the entertainment scene out of the Caribbean corner for Dua Lipa. One trip to Jamaica is all it takes. In stories out of Latin America, Brazilian te teenager accused of fatally stabbing a Sao Paulo teacher. What we know about the deadly fire at a migrant processing center in Ciudad Juarez. And this is an update to yesterday's story. On the international scene, amateur gold digger finds huge nugget worth $160,000 in Australia. That should have been me. Amsterdam launches a stay away ad campaign targeting young British men. Ooh, I wonder why. And a follow up to yesterday's story, well, out of Italy, visitors flock to see the David sculpture after the Florida uproar. <laughs> U.S. Vice President Harris says history must be learned at the Ghana Slave Castle. And U.S. stops sharing nuclear arms data with Russia under START Treaty. In news out of North America, Covenant school shooter was under care for emotional disorder. Why am I surprised? Why am I not surprised? Isn't that what it always boils down to? Anyway, uh, and hid go guns at home. President Biden pushes for assault weapons ban, but GOP leaders remain opposed. And I'm just sick of him waiting for the GOP leaders. You know what? A 12-year-old in Milwaukee has been charged with killing a man to steal his guns. Okay, hold on a second. Is this really real? Anyway, there are, according to a poll, there are dangers for both parties on the economy, crime, and transgender rights. And a Wisconsin school bans Miley Cyrus, Dolly Parton, Duet from a class concert. In business and tech news, JP Morgan CEO Jamie Dimon to be deposed in Epstein case. And Foot Locker for all you sneakerheads will be closing 400 stores. Mm. More people going to be out of work. In health and science news, a new flu is spilling over from cows to people in the U.S. And how worried should you be? Need help for loved ones with severe mental health illness? Well, California has a plan. In the lifestyle segment, well, for $60,000 a night, there is an Airbnb that gives you an entire island to yourself. In sports news, we do have sports news. Let me just say that. We have some sports news. We have, believe it or not, news. A boy was found naked inside a dog cage inside a Philadelphia home. That's just disturbing. Of course, we're going to have the details for these headlines. Great conversation. But before all of that, here's a little bit more from Fantasia. I have to finish the song, Side Effects. Sorry.
And here she is again singing I'm Doing Me. And that's all you can do, do you? If we stayed worried about what everyone thinks about us, we'll reach nowhere. We'll accomplish nothing. And we'll get lost. Happy Wednesday, folks. Gotta pull this one up because I think we need a good reminder. You know, sometimes you have to put yourself first. I'm doing me. It's hashtag WCW We Celebrate Women, and today we're celebrating Fantasia through music. reminded to put yourself first love on yourself believe in yourself lift yourself up <laughs> 25 after the top of the hour if you got somewhere to be at the bottom you got five minutes to get there but please be safe 
Thank you to everyone logged on and listening online. The Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com. For quality music while you work or play, keep it logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. So how do you like them? Straight hood, a little hood, or all the way good? Little mix ain't bad. I can't deal with all the way good, sorry. Just a little hood, that's good for me. Ride round looking real crispy. Ride round town, top down on the grizzly. Grind all the time to stay hot and either sizzling. I thought I told you we run stop signs. Cause we don't gotta squeeze in one more when I see you. <laughs> Here's Fantasia again. One of my favorites from her. Makes you feel all in love and all of that. In my stomach, there's a pain. You walk in my direction, I go the other way. I start to stutter when I speak. Try to stand, but my knees go weak. What's happening to me? In the dark, can you tell me what it means? I lay my head on my pillow, staring out the window. I'm trying to stop for a sign. Checking how my hair 
face when you call So I say I'm not home I see your face And I hear my favorite song Should I send an email at home? You're the number one topic on the phone I wonder if you know Or do you have a clue? Yeah, I lay my head on my pillow You got me staring out the window Wish on a star for a sign What's the reason? half past the top of the hour it is time for us to go ahead and get started thank you for that one fantasia when i see you we're kicking it off in the caribbean corner thank you once again to everyone logged on and listening on the quality music zone qmzradio.com and janoradio.com for the non-stop party vibe thank you also to everyone here with me on clubhouse after all this is where the conversation happens First up, out of the Caribbean corner, we start in Barbados. Meth shipment en route to Barbados intercepted. Story courtesy of Barbados.LoopNews.com. A quantity of meth was intercepted in San Juan en route from Canada to Barbados. Police have shared that this exercise occurred very recently, less than two weeks ago on March 15. Raising the alarm, Senior Superintendent of Police in the Barbados Police Service, Anthony Warner, in a press conference at the Ministry of Home Affairs, said while there were some challenges with border security, the BPS is doing its best to identify the sources. The routes and trends that people would employ to get the drugs into the country. Senior Superintendent Warner disclosed the recent seizure and explained Barbados would be seen as a transshipment point to move drugs from the source country to the intended country. And he lamented that additionally in the process, some may be left there as well. However, he gave the assurance that the members of the Barbados Police Service will continue to build on partnerships established at the international level to fight the illegal activity. Also out of Barbados, courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. Barbados Stock Exchange becomes member of the UN Global Compact. The Barbados Stock Exchange, BSE, has joined the regional chapter of the United Nations Global Compact, the world's largest corporate sustainability initiative. To date, 20 regional companies have joined over 17,000 global counterparts in signing on to initiatives spearheaded by the Office of the UN Secretary General. Global Compact supports companies to align their operations with sustainable business practices with respect for the principles of human rights rights, labor rights, environmental responsibility, and anti-corruption. BSE Managing Director Marlon Yard said joining the Global Compact was an incremental step that followed organically from their association with the United Nations' Sustainable Stock Exchange Initiative. He said this was a strategic move for the Barbados Stock Exchange that only further reinforces our commitment to sustainability best practices. Now that we're vertically affiliated with the UN's sustainability arm, the BSE stands to benefit from broad and specific technical assistance and research that will allow us to champion sustainable and responsible business practices within our listed companies. 
Next up, British Airways makes inaugural trip to Guyana. Story also courtesy of Caribbean.LoopNews.com. Guyanese who are planning to travel to the United Kingdom from Georgetown will no longer have to visit a neighboring country for a connecting flight as British Airways has begun flying the route. Flight BA-2159 touched down at the Chetty Jagan International Airport yesterday afternoon at 4.25 p.m. Flights to Guyana from London's Gatwick International Airport will take place on Mondays and Thursdays. The airline is using its Boeing 777-200ER, which has the capacity to carry 332 passengers, to fly the route that includes a short trip well, a short stop, I should say, in St. Lucia. Among the passengers on the inaugural flight were the United Kingdom's Minister for the Caribbean and the Americas, David Rutsley, and St. Lucia's Tourism Minister of Investment, Creative Industries, Culture and Information, Dr. Ernest Hilaire. Guyanese government officials were on hand to welcome the flight crew and passengers to Guyana. Minister of Public Works, Bishop Juan Edgehill, said the flight is an important development for Guyana's tourism industry as air traffic has advanced 20 above its pre-pandemic numbers. Congratulations to you, uh, Guyana and British Airways. Next up, courtesy of St. Lucia, uh, loopnews.com passengers are complaining that some minibus drivers are overcharging for short routes. Why are they doing this? Oh boy. Some passengers are complaining that greedy minibus drivers are overcharging them for traveling on short routes. According to the aggrieved passengers, one of the minibus drivers charged them $2 to travel from Vio, and I think I said that right, Vo or Vio, Fort Town to the highway, which is next to St. Jude Hospital at Beanfield. The correct bus fare, they're saying, for traveling from the Fort Town to the highway near the hospital is $1.75. The bus fare to that area was previously $1.50 and was increased to $1.75 last July after a review of the bus fares throughout the island. All short routes were increased by $0.25. However, the bus fare for passengers disembarking on the compound of the hospital is $2. I'm here laughing. Don't know why. Um, I guess because it sounds so little, of course, I don't know the distance, but um, I guess when you think of the strength of the dollar in St. Lucia, um, it is astronomical for them. All right. Okay, next up, Turks and Caicos. That's where we head for our next story. Turks and Caicos will no longer require visitors to have COVID-19 vaccines. Story courtesy of BallaAlert.com. Well, starting on Saturday, Turks and Caicos will do away with its requirement for travelers to have a COVID-19 vaccination. Yay! TNC's Minister of Health and Human Services announced that the popular destination would lift the requirement, but still strongly recommends visitors receive both the COVID-19 vaccine and flu vaccine. Travel and leisure is reporting. Still, neither will be required to enter the island. Okay. Awesome. Let me let me give it up to them. One more country letting it go. Ghana, Ghana, Ghana. It's time for you to step up and do the same. All right. Next. Um, waiting for this one to load. Caribbean Week returns to New York City in June. Story courtesy of Dominica News Online. 
a reason to party, right? The Caribbean Tourism Organization CTO has announced the highly anticipated return of Caribbean Week in New York, scheduled for June 5 to 8, 2023 in the Big Apple. You know, I've always wondered, why do they call New York the Big Apple? I need to look that up. (laughs) So the event being held under the auspices of the CTO Foundation aims to showcase the vibrant Caribbean culture, foster engagement with the media, promote through leadership, and encourage networking within the tourism industry. Neil Walters, Acting Secretary General of the CTO, noted, We are thrilled to be able to bring back this important event that highlights the dynamism of the Caribbean and our strong connection to the northeastern USA, which is one of our primary source markets. Walters explained that Caribbean Week's hiatus over the last few years was due to the pandemic. Strict travel restrictions implemented globally presented not only resource challenges, but also general uncertainty regarding the recovery of travel. As a result, the ability to resume activities in the marketplace was impacted. Caribbean Week 2023 is set to showcase a dynamic lineup of events and business meetings, including those involving the CTO Executive Committee, Board of Directors, and Council of Ministers and Commissioners. These discussions will focus on the critical issues that are shaping the direction and growth of Caribbean tourism, providing an opportunity for robust and strategic dialogue. A welcome cocktail reception hosted by CTO allied members is scheduled during the week and attendees can also look forward to a tourism industry marketing conference aimed at exploring trends in destination growth. So for anyone who is interested in aligning themselves uh, with the tourism sector in the Caribbean, this is a great opportunity. Now we head on over to Jamaica for our next set of stories. First up, DPP seeking death penalty in Nikita Noel rape and murder case. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio JM.com. The Office, of Direct, the Office of the Director of Public Prosecutions, ODPP, has served the death penalty notice against the man charged with raping and murdering nine-year-old Nikita Noel. Omar Green is the stepfather of Nikita. He is charged for the offenses of murder and rape. The incident is alleged to have happened on February 1 in the community of Kew in Hanover. Green had been in an intimate relationship with Nikita's mother. In a statement yesterday, the ODPP said that after careful consideration of the circumstances of the case and the public interest, it has deemed it appropriate for the death penalty notice to be prepared and served. A legal aid attorney, Albert Morgan, has been assigned to represent Green. The matter has been set for mention on July 3, 2023, in the Hanover Circuit for the case file to be completed. A psychiatric evaluation report is to be submitted on Green's behalf. Is a psychiatric evaluation supposed to serve as a means to stave off the, the, the execution if found guilty? If found guilty and the 
mental health evaluation or psychiatric evaluation is um, <laughs> disregarded, I hope. And he is executed. Hopefully they don't drag it out. Um, and he is executed. Lord, why am I wishing death upon someone else? But um, will this serve as an awakening, a rude awakening for people to understand that crimes against children in particular will not be tolerated and you will be punished and this will serve as a deterrent? Will this work? Run rising. Good morning, Apple. Uh, you're not wishing death upon anyone. Um, the punishment actually fit the crime. Um, too long now, uh, kids are being targeted by these demons. And <laughs> in the most, I, I don't even know the word to describe it right now, but you, you take a child life, an innocent child life. And, and, and plus before you take the child life, you torture the child by raping the child you know what i mean so you're not wishing death upon anyone um you actually deserve it um i think this is where um your bible would come in and say an eye for an eye tooth for a tooth if that's the bible i'm not really sure <laughs> you know what i mean but <laughs> the yeah. old testament yeah. <laughs> yeah 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 so there you go so um yeah the the, the punishment actually fit the crime yeah you take somebody's life and uh you know send child at that you know what i mean so, a child has no future because a child um, is gone now. You know what I mean? So, yeah, um, yeah, hopefully, whatever they want this um, psychiatric evaluation thing, what they do, get thrown out and that won't be a way for us to say, oh, he was mentally ill or whatnot. You know, see, when I could shooting would take place um, Monday or something like so, uh, what we talked about yesterday. And now they're saying that. This person was on, was taking pills for emotional, emotional disorder. Emotional yeah. Y yeah, so, yeah, you know what I mean? Right then, uh, right then and, gear, and there, them start to make it seem like, oh, this person was sick. But you see, this person can draw out a plan for the school, uh, buy rifles, lie to its parents about selling guns, pre premeditate everything, and go there and carry out its act, you know, to seek revenge or whatever the cause was. So the crime, I'm sorry, the, the punishment fit the crime. You're not wishing that upon anyone. I for an I two for two, and I land there. All right, thank you, Afo. Crimes against children should not be tolerated. Crimes against anyone should not be tolerated, but especially children. Yeah. All right. Next up, <laughs> no apology. Clark says, Massa Mark reference was not meant to be racist. Story courtesy of NationwideRadioJM.com. Finance Minister Dr. Nigel Clark says he will not legitimize claims of racism by apologizing for his reference to the opposition leader Mark Golding as Massa Mark. Dr. Clark says his use of the term was in no way meant to be racist. Let me tell you something. Oh boy. The truth is that Massa, in its modern usage, is applied non-racially. Massa Mark, as I used it, was not about race. Massa Mark, as I used it, was not 
about color. Massa is always about an attitude and style regarding power. And that is how I use the term to describe what I saw as disrespectful attitude and language, Madam Speaker. And Madam Speaker, I thank you and members of the House for affording me this opportunity. The finance minister was speaking in the House of Representatives on Tuesday afternoon. He was responding to criticism of his use of the term last week during his closing presentation in the budget debate. Dr. Clark says those who have objected to his use of the term have been misled. Taken back, taken aback by yet another disparaging and insulting comment, I responded in my presentation that this characterization of members of the Jamaica Labour Party as damn fools did not sound like Marky G, it sounded like Massa Mark. Madam Speaker, Mr. Golding has reportedly apologized for these remarks, which I appreciate. Objections have been raised to my use of the word Massa, Madam Speaker, which have largely relied upon a misleading imputation of motive and intent. The finance minister says the opposition PNP has previously used the term Massa in a video it shared on one of its official social media platforms. And the link to this Massa title program was retweeted from the official account of the opposition with the encouragement, watch this video. Massa then, Madam Speaker, was not about race. It was about power, and the opposition's official Twitter account recommended that episode and that video. So, Madam Speaker, I, I, I see an inconsistency, therefore, to now claim racism when the exact same term that they used applied to a member on this side is now racist when the same term is used on the other side. That was Dr. Nigel Clark, Minister of Finance and the Public Service. Well, thank you, Dr. Clark, for clarifying what you meant. It's intended use. Thank you. Um, you know something? Yesterday we spoke about um, blackface being used. And we spoke about the hypersensitivity as it relates to race. And everything is now... Um, put under the umbrella of race and everything now we have to be so careful we have to tiptoe and um so maybe we are a little bit too sensitive we you know they say in the u.s when they sneeze in the u.s jamaica catches the cold so we have been taking on a lot of what is going on in the u.s as it re relates to race relations and we are taking things out of context, myself included, possibly. So thank you for clarifying. I appreciate, appreciate that, Dr. Clark. Thank you. And morning, go ahead. Good morning, Donald. I don't think it's a case that we're taking things too sensitive enough. These, mm -hmm. There are certain phrase words, terminologies that are trigger words that has a host of history and connotations affiliated to them. And one ought to know when you're in power you do not use those phrases those words loosely look you know they are not kids they they, they know the connotations attached to those terminology 
And yes, you could always find some really nice way to come and put it across and justify whatever your intent was. Who knows? But I mean, these are trigger words and these are stuff that is very close to people's heart, especially coming from a slave society. Mm-hmm. So one has to be careful, very careful uh, when you're using those terminologies. And if you use it, you should at least provide some clarity when it was used. Yes. Not coming back with some nice spin on it. I mean, come on. <laughs> Thank you so much for that, uh, Donald. Thank you. So, Brown Burke apologizes for unparliamentary behavior. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio JM. Member of Parliament for Southwest St. Andrew, Dr. Angela Brown Burke, apologized for what she admits was unparliamentary behavior. The opposition MP says she could not ignore the off mic remark made by the Southwest St. Catherine MP, Everald Warmington. Madam Speaker, I am the first to admit that the words used by me last Tuesday to rebuff comments of Sidon and Osenoin from the government benches were unparliamentary. Madam Speaker, I found the comments unbecoming, including those that also said, but Anolai, him is a descendant of slave masters. I found the comments unbecoming of, the, of those referenced by the Minister of Finance as one on the coming and two, I felt them to have been a racial slur used in addressing the leader of the opposition. I'm sorry, Dr. Brownberg says far too often untoward comments are made by those on the government benches. The comments that I heard from the benches of the government also increased my anger. It also increased my frustration with the and this, with the level of incivility and disrespect that I have found far too often coming from that side. It is true that there are times when they also come from this side of the benches as well. Dr. Brownberg, who faced possible sanction this week, called for a reset in the chamber. In response, Speaker of the House Marissa Dalrymple Philibert accepted the apology. I want the reset to be made, that it should never happen again. And indeed, member, one of the things about good parliamentary behavior is in a matter of this nature that is so important. You have addressed me, the member of this side, and I listened carefully. A document was given to me to sign, and I pushed it away. I don't expect, if I'm responding now, that you will be speaking with another member at the same time. That, I also find, is not parliamentary and not gracious. And to use your own words, we must have a reset. She also agreed that behavior in Gordon House needs to be improved. Marissa, uh, that you just heard the voice of Marissa Dalrymple, Philibert, Speaker of the House of Representatives. Well, you know, these are our leaders, the leaders of our country. They represent our country. 
And whether we want to accept it or not, or agree that people should be doing this, yes or no, we look up to them. There are many people who do look up to them because they have no one else to look up to. And they, you know, follow suit. So I thank them for being mature. <laughs> you know, I, I really do thank them for that, for being mature, to apologize, hold themselves accountable, and also challenge themselves to improve. They need to do better. For far too long, the bad behavior has been tolerated and accepted in Parliament. So we're going to be watching to see how they move forward. <laughs> All right. Also out of Jamaica, Prime Minister Holness says $2 billion red stripe investment, sign of confidence in the economy. This story is also courtesy of Nationwide Radio JM. Prime Minister Andrew Holness is hailing the $2 billion investment by Bear Manufacturers Red Stripe as a signal that international companies are confident about the Jamaican economy. Mr. Holness was speaking Tuesday at the official launch of Red Stripe's seller's expansion for bear production at its brewery on Spanish Down Road in St. Andrew. So $2 billion of new investment in changing out your production technology is significant, very significant. And it is not just protecting your investment, but it is a very important sign that the country is doing well, that you as an international company, that you have options all over, that you continue to place your money in the factory, which is right here on Jamaican soil. The Prime Minister hailed Red Stripe for the important role it has played in burnishing brand Jamaica. Now, Red Stripe is a Jamaican company through and through. It's known worldwide that this is a Jamaican undertaking. It is part of our cultural legacy. It's a defining element of our brand. It is part of our intellectual property. It is Jamaican, which is why we acknowledge the value in it that we now have Heineken as a part of our stakeholder that manages the brand. That was Prime Minister Andrew Holness. So, Deno and Geddes. Mm, so, okay, let me back up. So, Deno and Geddes um, Limited is a Jamaican brewer and beverage producer. Formed back in 1918 by Eugene Peter, uh, Eugene Peter Deno and Thomas Hargreaves Geddes, who combined their two shops into one business. Um, I thought that it was still owned by... A Jamaican company but based on what he's saying it sounds as though it's now owned by a foreign company am I right morning yes James good morning yeah yeah it was sold out a while ago it was sold out so how yeah. do we have intellectual property if it was sold out so what is yeah, he saying don't. yeah I think I think the the 
I think the head the head office or the head brew now is in um Ireland, if I'm not mistaken. <gasps> yeah, we don't own it anymore. <laughs> and, <laughs> you know and, what? And, I just pulled it up. I just pulled it up. I just pulled it up, James. Go yeah, on, and go the, fun, on. the funny thing up the well not well it's not funny, but it's not. It's it's one of the companies back in when Porsche Simpson was in government, I, I think when it um, left from PJ to, to Porsche, during that, there's a period of time where Denos and Geddes like, were backlogged in, in tax that they owed to the government. And it was like millions upon millions of dollars. Stick up in, James. To- How did they owe taxes to the government when you're supposed to, um, is it a monthly, you're supposed to be submitting a check? To yeah. tax office. Yeah, but yeah, but they, they became one of those, you know, companies that, you know, the, the, the term like too big to fail type of company where the mm. government could not um, bully them type of thing. They're like, okay, when we're ready for pay, you will pay, yeah? Oh. That type of thing. Um, and millions of dollars. And I remember, I think it was PJ tried to kind of put the hammer down and say, we need the money now. And I remember at the time it was a big deal. Like they, they said like, look, um, they kind of use, kind of threaten the government and say, you know, we're going to pull out of Jamaica, like if you try and force us to to pay everything right now. Mm-hmm. And they settled. And one of the one of the settlement was, you know, the, the, the re-beautification of um, Three Miles era. Mm-hmm. It was about 15, 20 years ago when they do the, the Porsche Simpson Circle. Like they were the one that funded that. And um, when you go on... The, the Spanish Town Road, right, right in front of where the, their property is, like that stretch, there was a complete rebeautification, and that was a part of the deal too. So they didn't pay up all of the taxes. Um, they paid some. They they used some as what like gift to the government <laughs> for rebeautifying and 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 doing the Porsche Simpson Circle, and then a few years after they they end up selling out anyway. So you know. Okay, so I did a little digging. Um, thank you, James. Courtesy of the Jamaica Gleaner, the history of Deno and Geddes. And this article was written back on July 8, 2018. Their meeting was simple enough. One morning, two youngsters came upon each other in the offices of West Indies Mineral and Table Water Company. Good morning. Can I help you? Should have been said, may I help you, said the first young man. I've come to work, the newcomer stammered. I've been promised a post. And how do they call you then? My name is Geddes, Thomas Hargraves Geddes. The other smiled. Glad to make your acquaintance. I've been here a bit. I am Eugene Denno. And so for the first time, Denno and Geddes shook hands. Neither of them could have imagined that this ordinary courtesy would mark the beginning of an extraordinary partnership. A partnership that lasted 79 years and has been given the and has given the world red stripe, the great Jamaican bear. Neither of their families were wealthy, so neither young man could have hoped to be sent overseas for a costly professional education. Eugene left school at age 12 and was sent to work at the West Indies Mineral and Table Water Company. Young Tom found similar menial work there and the two became firm friends. 
Tom remained for 17 years, resigning to operate an aerated water company of his own. By then, Eugene had already become the owner of a similar firm. In 1918, they joined forces to form Deno and Geddes Company Limited, better known as D&G. The company became well-established in making popular aerated waters, what are now called soft drinks or sodas, and distributing the best imported liquors. But Deno and Geddes also shared what seemed an impossible dream to build a brewery to produce a Jamaican beer of international quality. It would be more than a decade before that dream would become a reality. From the beginning, the partners adopted a simple creed, a good product, hygienically prepared for a fair price. But in those early days, hyperbole, hyperbole, a hyperbole, what am I saying? <laughs> you all know what I mean. Was in fashion and some producers of local cola wine claimed their products would do everything from building red blood cells to strengthening digestion and increasing the number of brain cells. D&G advertisements simply stated, our cola wine is pleasant to taste, beneficial to the body and costs no more than other brands. All business in those days centered around bustling downtown Kingston and D&G was no different. The partners later acquired property on Orange Street, including their old company, West Indies Mineral and Table Water Company, to enlarge their soft drink production. Their acquisitions also included a confectionery firm and a number of bars, some 40. In 1927, DNG announced the opening of the Surrey Brewery on Pechon Street. The first red stripe bear, more like an ale, heavy and dark, was brewed a year later in 1928. The birth of Red Stripe would later be considered a milestone in Jamaican history. When Jamaica became an independent country in 1962, a columnist for the Daily Gleaner wrote, The real date of independence should have been 1928 when we established our self-respect and self-confidence through the production of a bear far beyond the capacity of mere colonial dependence. The light golden red stripe we enjoy today was first brewed in 1934 the creation of paul geddes later jamaica's first brewmaster and bill martindale so successful was the new red stripe that by 1935 jamaica's governor in alarm sent a dispatch to london warning this local industry turns out a bear so excellent and at so cheap a price that the English bears are unable to compete. The answer was prompt. Tax local bear, but not British imports. Huh. I'm going to hold on to that fragment and I'm going to come back to that. A public outcry followed and the order was quietly withdrawn. It was only in 1940, after the British were able to levy an excise tax on the local bear and other goods, since Jamaica would have to pay its share of the cost of World War II. But fate has a sense of humor. The same World War II brought large contingents of Canadian and American troops to Jamaica. Red Stripe sales soared. In 1947, the company received the franchise to bottle Pepsi-Cola. The demand for soft drinks had grown to such an extent that the carbonated beverage plant was removed from Orange Street, the Pechon Street plant. The demand kept increasing and DNG installed its first automatic bottling line. 
Over the years, the business remained a family affair and the baton was passed on to Peter Denno and Paul Geddes. Like their fathers before them, Peter and Paul had big dreams. They envisioned a new ultra-modern plant and they decided to gamble everything, selling some downtown property and using deeds of others to, as loan securities to buy land and begin construction of a plant that was to be the marvel of Jamaica. The old Surrey Brewery on Pechon Street was phased out in 1958 when the ultra-modern plant at Hunts Bay went into operation. That was the most modern brewery in the Caribbean and with its capacity, the horizons of DNG widened considerably. The next 30 years constituted an era of significant expansion for the company. Along with Red Stripe, the company had a remarkable portfolio of products, including international favorites like Schweppes Tonic and Bitter Lemon, Heineken, Dragon Stout, 7-Up, Guinness, McEwan, Sting, Malta, and Dandy Shandy. DNG Ginger Bear, Ginger Ale, Soda Water, along with five flavors of DNG soft drinks, are longtime Jamaican favorites. DNG became a public company in 1970, and the company remained under the control of Denno and Geddes families until 1993, when controlling interests were acquired by Guinness Brewing Worldwide. That early morning handshake between Denno and Geddes resulted in a legacy of innovation and excellence and is a statement of the remarkable spirit of Jamaicans. There's only one way to celebrate all this with Red Stripe, the great Jamaican bear. So um, interesting. I'm, I'm sure many of us did not know the history, um, how it all started. But let's now fast forward. In 2015, Red Stripe was acquired by Heineken. So that's where we are. Still trying to figure out how we have stake ownership in um, or how it is, how we have intellectual property. Still trying to figure that part out. But okay. Um, it's a shame that it's no longer wholly Jamaica owned. Such a shame. Because it is a part of brand Jamaica. Not sure if anyone will be able to afford to buy it back from Heineken. Speak about the parties you have to hold on to. I am going to go back to that. Yep. Yes, sir. Moments. And one of the most unfortunate things to remember, we had the conversation about Ray Neville. Yes. A um, few months ago. And Dennis and Geddes, um, Grace Kennedy, those are like two Appleton, like two foundation, like three other companies that were there before independence, right? Mm -hmm. um, and you'd expect like a company like Denos and Geddes to kind of, because in North America, in Canada, America, there's a lot of companies that kind of stamp their name in, in society. Like government in these first world countries don't do it all by themselves. You, you, you have all these big companies that have like arenas, like for sporting event and um, help to develop community centers and, and send people to school and stuff like that. Denos and Geddes, nothing like that. One of the one of the, the, the most disappointed company in Jamaica history. Like they, they they did a lot in terms of brand Jamaica with Red Stripe. Um, they provided, or they still provide decent jobs 
um, at, at a certain level when you work there. But apart from that, when you look at the impact, like a company like Digicel, um, when you look at Sandals, these companies have Jamaicans all over the world in management position working. Um, Digicel is one of the companies that send tons of people to, to university, pay for their, 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 their um, education and send them across the world to, to, to be managers in, in different offices. Like, you, you don't, there's no Caribbean office where there's not one Jamaican working in there. Like, from Digicel has, like, some leadership position there. And for a company that's been a part of Jamaica history, I, I think they could have done way more. L like, right where, they, where um, the company is, is right at, the, like, Sea View, right there. Like when you enter, you're entering Sea View, you're seeing, you're seeing the company, and Sea View is still one of the most phase one, phase two, still one of the most like, you know, rundown community, um, violence and stuff like that, and 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 to see that like even the school, one of the school in Sea View that Bonticilla is supporting, and I don't remember which other company. It's a shame that a, a, a big company like um, like Dennis and Geddes is not doing more. In that era, you know, so I think I think they let down Jamaica. Mm. Hmm. But you see, we don't have the intricate details for. Well, I don't have the intricate details. Somebody say they let Jamaica down. You know, but um, go ahead, Donald, and then I'll get back to that um, fragment. Yeah, you made a comment earlier about um, it's a shame that they're not uh, fully Jamaican-owned still. What am I? What I want to say on that point is that. Sometimes it could be more beneficial if you sell a portion of the company to a strategic investor who can add value and you can benefit more than keeping 100% for yourself. Mm -hmm. um, giving up majority share is one thing, though. That means you give up ownership. Right. But they could have gone into strategic alliances with the Heineken's of the world and so on who may be able to add a lot of value to their, to their brand while keeping um while keeping um ownership depending on the, the the arrangement that's made and it will benefit even jamaica more than if it's 100 percent owned because if you have a brand that is international that can take your product out there give you access to a bigger market um better advertising expertise um distribution and all the stuff like that you could probably be substantially better off as opposed to keeping 100%. So I don't want us to be too nostalgic about trying to own 100% of what belongs to us. But we have to be open to forming the right alliance where there is mutual benefits for both parties. Okay. So that's just something we have to keep in mind because sometimes we are overly cautious about owning, owning, owning everything. We don't always benefit the most when we keep everything to ourselves. Valid point. Valid point. I, I, that makes a whole lot of sense, Donald. Thank you for putting us in check <laughs> and, and helping us to think, you know. Yeah, very valid. Okay, so let's go back. Tax local bear, but not British imports. Sounds similar, huh, to what happened with Haiti. Haiti had to pay back France. So there... Go ahead, We're still Donald. using the 
we still, most of our laws are still by our colonizers. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, of course, they would favor the colonizers. Mm -hmm. We have changed a lot of stuff, but we have not taken a position where we will go and revisit the laws that was made by the people that enslaved us and change the laws in our book to something that will benefit us more and get rid of the laws that are don't represent us. Mm -hmm. There are a lot of laws that are not enforced but are still on the books from since Adam was alive. <laughs> <laughs> so this is something we also have to put on our agenda. We have to make our constitution reflect the will of the people. And our constitutions, for the most part in the Caribbean, reflect the will of Massa, if I should use that terminology. Mm. Yes. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? <laughs> so, so these are things we need to address. Yes, we have to. I agree. So you see, it's always putting pressure on your wanting to be prosperous. You know, you're not supposed to be. Nobody else is supposed to be. Yeah, that mindset. And you're right. We need to get to the table and review and strip away those that do not serve us. Those laws. All right. No fake rum in Jamaica, says J. Ryan Nevue. Story courtesy of Nationwide Radio, J.M. Jamaican rum company J. Ray and Nephew Limited has denied rumors of bogus rum in Jamaica. In a statement, the company explains while there have been reports of fake Ray and Nephew rum products in the UK, the company has confirmed no such report on the island. Let me tell you something. Whoever, I hope it's not true in the UK either. Everybody want to be Jamaican real bad. Even the rum, even people want the Jamaican rum. Listen. Jamaican rum got special powers. It's blessed differently. <laughs> it's even true. It's even true here in the US. So not just in the UK. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I've heard that about the US for a long time, Donnell. And I, you know, it's such a shame. Yeah, I know rum drinkers then. They go to certain place to get the one that come up from Jamaica. Mm-hmm. As opposed to buying the one in the corner store by a certain... You need a bottle of rum, folks. By a certain ethnic me. group. <laughs> <laughs> if you need rum, contact me. If you need white Hennessy, contact me. I got you. Hey, 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 hey. We, we have to talk offline. Yes, we'll talk <laughs> offline. Because <laughs> y'all know white Hennessy ain't sold in the U.S. <laughs> I got y'all. All right, so... <laughs> listen, I, I'm trying to keep a straight face. As I read the next one, 50 goats arrive at Kingston Airport. Imported animals to genetically bolster local breeds, says Agriculture Minister. Story courtesy of Jamaica.loopnews.com. Jamaica on Monday received the first batch of animals under the government's small ruminant development program. A total of 50 goats, including the Boer, Nubian and Kiko breeds arrived at the Norman Manley International Airport in Kingston and were received by Minister of Agriculture and Fisheries, Colonel Charles Jr. Charles Jr., who was accompanied by a high-level ministry team, told journalists that the goat's genetic superiority is intended to change the prospect of small ruminants for our country. He said the 
50 goats are the first batch of some 200 being brought in, with a total of 6,000 animals to be imported over the next three years. This is an enormous positive for agriculture and several benefits to our farmers, particularly the farmers who for long have been yearning for us to have higher quality, the genetics that will allow for the goats to breed faster, to have greater yield in meat and greater yield in milk, Charles Jr. added. He further pointed out that a number of problems will be solved through the importation of the goats, noting that the animals will eat local materials and reduce the difficulty of having to import feed into Jamaica. The goats will be housed at the Ministry's Bottles Research Station in St. Catherine, where a semen bank collection of semen from imported animals with superior genetics will also be established from the males. The minister said the goats' offsprings will be sold to farmers to increase their stock and ensure that the animals are mixed with those in the country to provide the best quality possible. Our ultimate goal is to have resilience in our sector. The ultimate goal is to reduce the incidence of predial larceny. And so all of these goats have already come tagged and traceable. This is the kind of efficient mechanism that we want to introduce across the sector. Charles Jr. also revealed that the chief technical director in the industry in the ministry, Orville Palmer, led a team that traveled to Texas in the United States to investigate and examine the animals. Send them back. I'm sorry. I'm being very ignorant. Send them back. No, you're not. No, you're not. Uh, the same thing. What Henry me saying? Like that's something there, you know. Because see, China makes super cold, you know. They produce more milk. You know what I mean? Because they have milk shortage, so they go into the lab and create super cow. I think I were two of them. Uh, two? I don't remember, but they create some super cow. Not to mention America I create all sorts of things. You know what I mean? In a lab. So, I don't know where Jamaica, boy, I don't know where Jamaica run down this thing for. Yeah, next thing you know, people, we start to have some serious and more health problems like over here. So, so I don't like it neither. Send them back. And that, I'm glad you know, um, I, I, Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> I was in agreement. I was hold in on, agreement Donald. To Donald, hold Sorry. on one second. Javet, welcome back. Good morning, Javet. Go right ahead. Good morning. Good morning. I don't have a voice. That's oh my all right. God. But wait a minute. Why? You said genetically produced <laughs> to mix with regular goats. <laughs> so are your goats not producing? I'm just confused. I'm, I'm really confused. It kind of it makes no sense. No Was something sense. wrong with the goats in Jamaica in the beginning? I, it, I just I don't understand. <laughs> Why do we need genetically produced goats? I I, I don't get it. With superior is there, genetics. Is there like a goat shortage? I'm None. Just, <laughs> None. I'm confused. Not in I'm my so opinion. Confused. Oh my goodness. Wow. <laughs> But just good morning again, everyone. Good morning, Welcome back again. Go ahead. Go ahead, John. At first, when I heard this story, I know they said genetics, but I was thinking maybe it's a case like, for instance, the black belly sheep, which, like, for instance, in Barbados is a big deal and it's a, it's a really superior sheep. Mm-hmm. I thought it was something like that. Mm-hmm. But from the time the word Texas come into play, <laughs> 
I was good at the story until Texas. And I was hoping it come from somewhere where they have some natural um, breed that is genetically superior. Right. But, but I'm in Texas of all places, man, America. Exactly. For superior. No, no, no. Not even New Zealand. Nah. But here's the thing. So when you listen to the, the, the names of the breeds, okay. let me go back. Nubian. I was thinking Africa right so i'm like okay we're getting goats from the motherland but then when i went down further in the story and this is before i read it to you this all a while ago so this morning and i see texas i'm like oh no pack them up and send them back because anything i come from foreign you know good sorry texas the minute time i hit texas my entire idea just everything changed <laughs> everything they must changed. have all gone in their belly send them back to texas we don't need and it's six thousand of these goats are going to be coming into jamaica now when i was there when we were there last week and um how to go into kingston mr gota walk up and down pan road said we pretty fat but on a serious note though uh what you find happening if these are genetically modified animals all right and you're selling them to farmers that they would mix with your the gene pool from what is already in Jamaica. You could mess up the entire gene pool because a lot of this genetically modified stuff have not been tested over a long period of time. They have problems that we will find out years after. And um, in most cases, they are not vetted, especially with the relationship in the US and Jamaica, where they see it's going to an inferior place in their mind, whether exactly. we acknowledge it or not, that's the way they think. Mm -hmm. The due diligence and so that they will take, they probably wouldn't take it. If they sign to England, they wouldn't take that same due diligence to even prepare a proper product to send to Jamaica. That's probably the rejects they have that they can't do nothing with. This Thank you. Send them back. We don't need goats coming to Jamaica from Texas because they have superior genetics. Send them back. I don't trust it. What I would do, I would rec strongly recommend to some farmers who have purebred jamaican goats protect them protect them please don't mix them up with these because it's problem throughout the island or guess what people might just have to stop by a goat but why don't haven't we looked within jamaica the gene pool in jamaica exactly. look for the, 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 the breeds and so that are doing well there and look to to improve them like to to breed them more and to to get something that is already locally in the in in that local environment why haven't they looked to increase that why do we have to go to texas <laughs> but, 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 you keep but, laughing. Besides, but besides that on a on a real note okay now there's like a goat farm not far from my house and i i just see regular goats but if we really want to test this gene pool right I, I i hate that i'm saying this but why not send it to places where people are starving and they don't have any food okay why mix it in with existing stuff and not to say that it's going to be good because i still don't understand why they have to make a genetic goat but there's so many places in the world where people need food if you're going to make food send it there ah <sighs> yeah I but 
Go ahead, James. Go right ahead. Yeah, but you, you, you know what? Like, these goats have been going to Jamaica for for a long time now, but, but normally they would go there dead and frozen already, right? So the messed up thing now is that bringing them there now, <laughs> yeah, bring, bringing them to Jamaica now and having them meet with, with the local goats, <laughs> you know, like the entire goat population in Jamaica is going to be messed up because like with, with okay, with, with my restaurant, when I go to the, um, to buy meat, they have the Jamaican goat, ram goat, would be like, say like about $10 a pound. And the other goat would be like $6 a pound. And you can tell the difference, right, the, in, in quality. So with these goats going to Jamaica now, and, um, you know, going all around the island and sexing off the Jamaican goat, them and, you know, like... <laughs> And 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 I'm messing up the quality. Like I don't know. Like what what's up with these politicians? Like we're killing ourselves. We're losing everything, even our food now. Like we we just we just we just spoke about the the the, the rum. There's a problem with like you know aki aki it, it coming from Guatemala, Honduras with Jamaica flag on it. You know fake rum, fake beer. There's fake everything for Jamaica. And now we're messing up our meat supply. Uh, yeah, they, they, they have no vision. I don't know. We up, yeah. Oops, sorry. I'm sorry. Go right one, ahead. One word out of man. You know what I mean? Everybody have to comply with the thing. You know? So, that, uh, <laughs> Bill Gates will tell you. You know what I mean? Make sure to tell us, yo, they want to strive for people for uh, synthetic meats. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, GMO food. Uh, them down in Africa with them GMO corn and, and him. Um, charge uh, someone from the Soros family and uh, and and our next person, you know what I mean? I push them GMO everything, you know what I mean? Uh, no, them are come with um uh what M M M R what name M R A M R A yeah M R N A strand food were even more were deadly than even more deadly than GMO. So these are the stuff for them to push. They have them agenda and every way I forgot to comply. You know what I mean? But me I say, so nobody not have no, 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 no guts for stand up against these madness or do your own research and realize what not do to no, 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 no own people. Why you want GMO? As what moment said, I was just December I go down and I'm a tough even before. Jamaica always have goat all over the place. I walk <laughs> up and down. Them goat always a walk up and down in our neighborhood. You got worse if you got you got country and you look over one side of one bush, mm -hmm. a beer goat. So you know, why you want goat? Um, for, for GMO goat for a, a coming in a country for serve to your citizen. But there's some dinosaur are long in a parliament and don't know what, what GMO can do to you. Why? Me don't know. Them, 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 them different. I will me I gotta make sure I tell my auntie them no more goat. If you know the chorus, please sing along. Buy a phone, a 
manage water. Caring for your data. He make your data walk and talk. <laughs> that won't be walking and talking. No more. <laughs> right, that's so. And I love me some managed water. I guess oh. I got to take that off the list too. Listen, that's it. That's it. I'm sorry. I would hope, but you see, I'm on gossip. I'm making money, so. Because I'm here saying, well, I hope they will at least label or let you know exactly the makeup of the goat that you're buying. But I'm not going to say making money. I would love to see farmers push back. Did they consult with farmers? That's the question. Because we tend to make decisions without consulting those it will great, um, greatly affect. So you're going to push this on farmers. Did, was there a meeting with the farmers to get their input? You see, the, the question, the, the, the touch point to with consultation is that you could consult and highlight those that favors you. So you can have a couple of farmers saying, oh, it's a great idea, put them on TV, and that goes across as though it was the, the entire farming community. Mm -hmm. And if the, the rest of the farming community is not very vocal, then you get your point across. Oh, farmers agree, and everybody buy into it. Right. But I mean, I don't know. I, I just think the way we're looking to solve problems in the Caribbean, it's just, it's like we're not thinking for ourselves. We're not looking for internal solutions. We're not trying to fix our problems ourselves. We still have the master mentality. Well, we have to go to these countries that are not significant to countries for solution to our problem. Why we can't solve start solving our own problems? I agree. But I agree. what's the problem here? I, I'm still not understanding. What is the problem? They want a better quality. They say they want to have the goats. Okay, so the genetics of these... Um, goats that they're importing from texas because you know everything is bigger in texas will allow for the breeds to um the goats to breed faster so they want the quick turnaround right and that's a problem they want to have a greater yield in meat who tell us we want one bag of meat in our goat we like we're born you know anyway and a greater yield in milk so they're looking for more but, you know, I have, a, a, when it comes to certain things, slow and steady wins the race for me. When it comes to food, everything is already being done at an accelerated pace. Nothing is being grown naturally anymore. Everything is amplified. So, too, when we eat the foods, our children are amplified. You look at some of these young, especially the young girls, 13, but them look like them are 20, they have a body of a 24-year-old. It's because of the food, this genetic food, genetically modified food, because we want the meat, the goat them for breed faster and bigger and better. And then guess what? It passed off to us as humans. So very soon, we soon have our daughters having their periods at five years old and breasts by the time they are six and hips by the time they are 10. And everything from foreign with a tech. 
We feel no how to say no sometimes. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, but, and and the mental health part of it is what worries me the most because we, we spoke about it yesterday with the the link between um some of the stuff that we're eating and the the, the foreign substance that's going into into these genetically modified stuff and the the link to to mental health because you know and Jamaica can't afford that right now because right like in Canada now we're having a mental health crisis it's it's worse than covid right now we're like for the past 3 years like when you walk on the street now it's like people that are losing their mind have like quadrupled like it's 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 out of proportion like even we have a couple incident just an incident this week where this guy was sitting 16 year old sitting down waiting for the, the train the subway and someone just came and just stab 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 him to death um another incident someone was in the bus and another person just just doused the person with 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 fluid and light them on fire right in the bus mental health so, so um, the government is, is putting us as evil not mental health no no but they're they're linking no the thing <coughs> is me. like the thing is a lot of these stuff because as i like i'm seeing it every day like i go in the train and i'm just looking around and you just see like craziness in people's eyes and even when my wife take like the subway i say like look do not be on your cell phone do not put in those earpods just look around and make sure like anybody look crazy you just be in a defensive mode because it's a it's a real thing this mental health thing and it's it's not i i refuse to think that it's just a day-to-day -day stress because you know for from the great depression world war ii we, we have we have been going through a lot of depressed moments as human beings but this the new thing now is all these foreign substances yes. that they're putting in our food and jamaica need to be careful because jamaica is not going to get away with mental health like how canada and america get away with it um, a man catch somebody on fire in jamaica they're not gonna say him evil they're not gonna say him have mental health issue right. so they need to be careful and you know james uh thank you for bringing back that point because it's re it's reminding me of the story we covered a couple of weeks ago with the synthetic weed that's coming into jamaica we spoke about it and we spoke about the adverse effects why are we bringing weed from canada into jamaica when jamaica has the best weed in the world isn't it ironic that Jamaica is importing weed? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> big piece of foolishness. Import weed is Jamaica and St. Vincent at minimum. <laughs> I mean, come on. When weed it, yeah. in Jamaica? You're bringing from Canada? But Donald, Some, which tells me. Did, you know what happened? I think somebody went to Canada. They give them that weed to smoke, and then they bring <laughs> that deal. <laughs> They make that deal after smoking that that, that Canadian weed. Could have gone crazy. Happen. Yeah, it didn't happen normally, man. Something like that can happen normally. Donald, you know what it tells me? Somebody is paying somebody off. It, to me, it's like dollars and cents. No different from what's going on right now with the book face and, and uh, TikTok and Congress. Money, to me, is the only reason why we're allowing this insidiousness to happen. 
can't be any other reason that you would pass this on to our people and look at how they're going to package it and present it to the farmers especially those farmers who are not too you know um bright those who are not thinking and are just looking for you know yes could i guess them listen man when i'm going to some parts you know and them catch a farmer and them say listen man this is gonna make your goat them bigger you know and this is gonna make your goat them grow faster you know so instead of nine months guess what your goat are already in a six months and all that farmer is going to be thinking is well me have my partner them for send go back to school you know and september morning i forgot make sure them have them uniform school bag school book this 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 and that so you know what give me that goat there yeah man let me come let me breed up for me them so me can get the bigger goat with more meat and we're, we're not telling them about the science of the whole thing and that is concerning for me next thing now me there jamaica me buy like a goat meat i'm grow a third breast that don't make no sense. You see the video moments with the with this sister should buy a chicken. I want to take out the chicken for cleaning top. It will grow here. So I never know a chicken grow here. You <laughs> want here? You know what I mean? That's so a fancy I, I just so chicken. We, you see me? I said, but I want fancy chicken. We don't want. <laughs> so. I, I, I just so we are going now, like oh, really Jamaican um, government, that's not try for, what, it's like, everybody, they not co with each other, which we already know that still, but you know what I mean, come on now. Oh gosh, oh boy, alright, we have one more story to cover in the Caribbean corner, and I gotta keep it moving, because we have quite a bit to unpack today. So, our next story for Dua Lipa, one trip is all it takes. Dance when it come on Everybody looking for a dance Throw the run on If you wanna run away with me I know a galaxy And I can take you for a ride And that galaxy was Jamaica Into a rhythm where the music Don't stop for life Glitter in the sky Glitter in my eyes Shining just the way like If you're feeling like You need a little bit of company You met me at the perfect time You want me I want you baby My sugar boo I'm levitating The Milky Way We're renegading Yeah yeah the pop star repaired with her crew at Fleming Villa in Oracabessa, St. Mary. And it's apparent that serotonin overload is not the only thing Dua Lipa resuscitated on her recent trip to Jamaica. Story courtesy of Caribbean.loopnews.com. I'm still levitated, I'm heavily medicated. Ironic, I gave him love and they end up hating on me. She told me she loved me and she been waiting, been fighting hard for you. According to her recent Instagram post, Dua Lipa captioned a photo set, Serotonin Overload. Serotonin is a chemical produced by the intestines and the brain and plays a crucial role in improving mood, sleep, wound healing, sexual desire, and so much more. They always leave when you fall, but you run together Weight of the world on my shoulders, I kept my head up Now baby, stand up, cause girl, you, you want me. From-
from playing Ludo with dancehall artist Popcorn to a stint at Dub Club and from river rafting to living on island time at the beach, Dua Lipa and her crew had the typical tourist experience. Dua Lipa was joined by her image maker Nabil Elderkin, stylist Alexis Asquith, French director Romain Gravas, model Sarah Lynn Sando, and her talent manager Bo Bashir Arab Sanchez among others. In her first post, liked by over 3.5 million Instagrammers, Dua Lipa commented that she was all calm and stress-free. In her first post, yes, 3.5 million Instagrammers. All right, so three more 3.5 million more potentials, all right, to come to the island. But she also noted that she spent a couple of weeks out at Golden Eye and wrote about some of her favorite spots in Jamaica. Service 95 is Dua Lipa's cultural concierge newsletter, a weekly lifestyle product founded in 2021 by the English singer-songwriter. The newsletter's first issue was released on February 3, 2022. Thank you, Dua Lipa, for bigging us up. Thank you for visiting our island. And believe it or not, um, the stress-free is real. The calm is real. When I was to come back, I had a migraine. I had a headache that entire day. I don't know what it is. That the minute you realize you have to return, you start stress out again. But it's different. It's really a different vibe. To anyone listening who has never gone to Jamaica, I invite you to do go. You know, by day three, we can tell because you start moving at a different pace. And then you get to a don't care attitude. <laughs> That's your mindset. Like you don't give a damn what wants to happen. You just go with the flow. All right. Um, she also mentioned on um, hashtag 059, she lists Jake's Treasure Beach. That's in St. Elizabeth. Kingston Dub Club, Boston Jerk Center, Scotches, Bob Marley Museum, among her places or places to visit in Jamaica. So she's bigging up a few places, all right? Um, she spoke about taking walks along the um, icing, sugar sand beaches. She spoke about the lush mountains, the reggae playing everywhere she went, and, of course, the delicious Caribbean flavors. So check them out, all right? That's it for the Caribbean Corner. Great way to close it out. We're going to take another quick break as we continue to honor women through Women's History Month. We have a couple more days to go. Today is hashtag WCW. We celebrate women. And today we're celebrating Fantasia through music. I swear you haven't sent, haven't sent. You came in with that medicine. Put a healing hand on my heart. And now suddenly I can feel again. No, I, I never thought out of a billion other hearts. You would find your way to me and see everything you'd ever need in my business. What are we waiting for? What are we hiding from? Nothing.
wait for you to come here and save me. My feelings were absent. I was clouded. I was empty. Took good with being on my own just so loud. Thank you to everyone logged on and listening on the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, and everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. Keep it locked. Gonna squeeze in another one from Fantasia. Here she is singing Lonely Legend. Thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse where the conversation happens. Everybody loves her, but she can't love herself enough. She's shining like a diamond. She'd rather live so dangerous Depending on her swagger Cause her swagger's to the limit She's so popular Because they know that they can get it Girl, what's going on is like the confidence is gone And then you're down, down, down Show! 
She's giving me a Tina Turner vibe on this one. Title track, Lonely Legend. It is 10 minutes before the top of the hour. We're going to go ahead and get back to business. It's time for stories out of Latin America. Thank you for this one, Fantasia. As we celebrate you today, it is hashtag WCW. We celebrate women and we're still in Women's History Month. Brazilian teenager accused of fatally stabbing a Sao Paulo teacher. Story courtesy of AlJazeera.com. A teacher has been fatally stabbed in an attack at a school in Sao Paulo, Brazil, that left three other teachers and two students injured. Officials have identified a 13-year-old student as responsible for the knife attack, which took place at about 7.20 a.m. local time on Monday at the Tomasia Montoro Public School. The governor of Sao Paulo State, uh, Tarisco Gomez de Freitas, said on Twitter that the suspect had been apprehended. No motive has been confirmed so far. He also expressed much regret and sadness at the death of 71-year-old San's teacher, Elizabeth Tenrero, who was killed in the attack. After being stabbed, officials say she went into cardiac arrest and died. Three days of mourning have been announced in remembrance of her. Officials said the teachers and students were being treated at four local hospitals. Sao Paulo's Secretary of Public Safety applauded the heroic acts of a physical education teacher who immobilized the teenage suspect, thereby avoiding a greater tragedy. This is so sad. Our children, we're losing them one way or another. Okay, next up, what we know about the deadly fire at a migrant processing center in Ciudad Juarez. Story courtesy of NPR.org, and this is a continuation of a story that was aired yesterday. That was the sound of protesters in Mexico today calling for justice and also for changes after a deadly fire swept through a migrant processing center in Ciudad Juarez, just across the border from El Paso, Texas. More than three dozen people died. Mexican officials said migrants inside the center caused the fire by igniting a mattress. But there is some skepticism about that from some who were outside waiting to hear if their family and friends survived. Member station KTEP's Angela Cocherga is in Ciudad Juarez near the Burn Center and joins us now. Hi, Angela. Hi, Adrian. Uh, tell us what we know so far. Well, I was outside that migrant processing center that, with the big burned out front door. Um, 
and people were temporarily being held there before they're supposed to be either released to await immigration proceedings or deported. And the fire started last night around 10 p.m. our time, Mountain Time. Uh, there were about 100 people inside, and human rights workers at the scene of the vigil and protest said that at least 41 people had died in that fire. And a small crowd of migrants held a vigil with candles and flowers at, at, outside the gates of the center where they were demanding justice and answers. They want to know exactly what happened, and they also want word about who died in that fire. What do we know about the migrants who were being held at this center? Well, Mexican authorities have not given an exact breakdown of nationalities. Mexico's president during a morning press conference said most were Central Americans. But migrants I spoke to waiting outside the uh, processing center said the friends or loved ones that they, who they were looking for were mostly from Venezuela. And most had only been there a day or two after being rounded up on the streets of Juarez. And uh, like Juliani Lopez, her friend had been taken into custody and had just been there overnight. And she was uh, looking for that friend, very desperate to hear from him. No nos han dicho absolutamente nada si está vivo, está muerto. Queremos saber algo. Queremos justicia, mejor dicho, justicia lo que queremos nosotros. Lopez says that she has not been able to get any information about whether her friend is dead or alive, and she wants justice because, as she put it, they are not animals. And she went on to say migrants also bleed and have beating hearts. And she's in Juarez with her husband and baby, hoping to cross into the U U.S. to apply for asylum. Well, we've heard that those being held at this center were frustrated by some of the conditions there. Uh, what were people telling you at the center today about this? Well, people outside uh, the migrants gathered there said they were frustrated uh, with being locked up in that processing center. Uh, they were upset, uh, the, the people who were there being held overnight, that they were going to be deported by Mexico. And migrants on the scene who had been inside said that it was often crowded and poorly ventilated. And they questioned why those on duty did not help migrants escape but left them inside locked up. Officials have said the mattresses migrants set on fire in protest were blocking the door, and many of those inside um, suffered smoke inhalation. Firefighters finally arrived on the scene and had to break down another entrance to rescue the people inside. What can you tell us, Angela, about how U.S. immigration policy has, has contributed to the situation that we're seeing along the border right now? Well, U.S. asylum, uh, well, immigration policy, and especially uh, a lack of ability to apply for asylum, has kept many migrants out of the U.S. and stuck in Mexico, often in very difficult and dangerous conditions, while waiting to see if they can get an appointment. And many are using that new CBP-1 app set up by the U.S. that's supposed to make it a much simpler and safer situation. But there's growing frustration, I heard from many people today, about not being able to get an appointment through the app. Now, U.S. officials have blamed poor Wi-Fi in Mexico and high demand for problems with that CBP-1 app. You're hearing from Diana Rodriguez, who was one of the people, one of the human rights workers leading that protest, and she was demanding, as were others, that Mexico's Migration Institute uh, director resign, and they're calling for accountability. They want to know what happened, how so many people died, and they want more humane treatment and better policies to protect migrants. That's Angela Cocherga of member station KTEP. Angela, thank you. Thank you, Adrian. I'm going to go back up. I'm looking at the the transcript, sorry, of the recording. They were round up. Some were round up. 
and I'm going to hold on to that. Good morning. Good, Good morning, morning. Good morning, Rosolo. Um, I was uh, watching the news. The guards walked away from the fire and would not help anyone. So that's concerning to me as well, that the, the guards walked away. They were walking away from the building as the fire was happening and not helping anyone. Hmm. I think it was intentional. I do too. And I'm not necessarily, I don't believe it was the migrants that started it. They did. I don't believe so either. And that's unfortunate. That's very unfortunate. That's it for me. That's all I have right now. Thank you. Thank you, Rosolo. I said it yesterday. Something isn't right. And more and more, it's proving something isn't right. This is what I'm going to believe until something else that makes sense is said. And most had only been there a day or two after being rounded up on the streets of Juarez. Taken into custody. Been there overnight. Hmm. The mattresses were by the door. Officials have said the mattresses migrants set on fire in protest were blocking the door. So these people have common sense. Okay? They're not idiots. Why would they light a fire on the mattresses, on themselves, in a poorly ventilated area. Why weren't they allowed to come out? This is a deliberate act. Now, who paid who to get this done? We don't know. But whatever is in the dark will come to light. It's just a matter of time. Their souls will make this be solved. They're not going to rest in peace until there is a resolution and the, a truthful resolution. This is sheer wickedness. And then I want to go to this point now with the CBP app. What the CBP one app that was set up by the U.S., which is supposed to make it easier and safer for you to apply for asylum while you're in Mexico. But what's the problem with that? People are frustrated. Why are people frustrated? Because they're not able to get an appointment through the app. And what's the U.S. saying? Oh, it's due to poor Wi-Fi in Mexico and a high demand for problems at CBB1 with that CBP1 app. Listen to how it's worded. U.S. officials have blamed poor Wi-Fi in Mexico and high demand for problems with that CBP1 app. You hear how it's word? Just, just look at that. When, when people insert certain words in sentences, it changes the interpretation. Oh, let's just give them that to hold on to. That will calm them down a little bit. That's exactly what you're saying. Well, to me at least. To me. Okay, so Geely is saying in the chat, there's a video showing the migrants started the fire from inside their cells and the smoke spread pretty quickly. All right, so let us say that is the case. Why did the guards then, based on the video that you saw, Rosolo, 
Why didn't the guards open the doors? Did the guards say, well, on a set it in there, on a go and deal with it in there? Is that the mentality? Was that the thinking? Something still ain't right. If it was set in there, I am going to think, and I will own this thought wholeheartedly. I am going to think somebody was put in there to do it then by somebody on the outside. That, that's, you know, and I may be wrong. I am willing to be wrong, but I, I'm, I'll stand 10 toes down on that. I was thinking the same thing. So, yeah, you have my second with that moment. If we're wrong, we're wrong, but you know this day and age and all that was still going on who know my turn off a bit right welcome to the conspiracy theory club <laughs> the third eye i woke in and it's a shame that we have to look at things this way we have to scrutinize everything because we cannot trust the media to put out the truth we're grateful for for um outlets like npr and we're even more grateful for TikTok, where people on the ground can tell us the truth. All right. A lot of skewed information is sent out. What is most beneficial? What looks good? Let's bring out the brasso and shine up the silver and present that. And we hide the other cutlery when the guests are not around. We, when the guests are around, sorry. You know? So we're going to wait for more. I'm still not satisfied. Not satisfied at all. Just my uh, intuition, I guess. Woman's intuition. You know, when I must be really getting old because when older people will say something all right or we're not so sure about that, you know. They can't put their finger on it right away, but a matter of time and they figure it out. So we'll wait for more. It's time for stories on the international scene. Amateur gold digger finds a huge nugget worth $160,000 in Australia. Come on, folks. We need to start traveling and digging. Things are out there. All right. According to CNN via WSVN.com, an amateur gold digger has found this enormous gold nugget worth in Australian dollars, $240,000, but in U.S., $160,000. Discovered in the state of Victoria in an area known as the Golden Triangle, the gold-filled rock weighs 10.1 pounds with a precious metal making up 5.7 pounds. Named the Lucky Strike Nugget, the gold specimen was taken to prospecting shop Lucky Strike Gold toward the end of last year and dropped into the hands of shop owner Darren Camp, who valued it. When it hit my hand, my jaw dropped. It was just incredible once-in-a-lifetime find. Camp has been in the business of gold prospecting for 43 years and said he has never seen a rock of this size with that amount of gold in it. A lot of the time people go to the shop with a rock that looks like gold, but it is not, he added. The man who found the rock initially only took half of it to be valued and asked Camp if there could be 10,000 Australian dollars worth of gold in it. Well... The rock was very dirty to the spotter, so you know who does not want to be named and could not see the gold on the outside of it. So he cracked it in two because he thought there would be a gold nugget inside. Well, once it was cleaned up, you could see the gold just oozing out of the rock everywhere. I get I hope he gets to um keep that. Back in 2020, there was a digger in southern 
Australia, who had found two huge nuggets worth 350,000 Australian dollars, the equivalent 250,000 US. And back in 2013, another amateur found one that was valued at 300,000. So it looks as though we need to um, head on down to Australia and get to digging. <laughs> Sounds as though. Yeah, I guess being a gold digger is not so bad after all. <laughs> know what james get lost <laughs> all the gyms you know what oh boy all right next up amsterdam launches <laughs> stay away ad campaign targeting young british men story courtesy of bbc.com what are these young british men doing that is causing this right now let's see Amsterdam. Amsterdam. Isn't that where you have red light district? <laughs> Isn't that where weed is legal? But anyway, let me let me get into it. Amsterdam has warned rowdy British sex and drug tourists to stay away. A digital discouragement campaign targeting men aged 18 to 35 in the UK is being pushed out by the Dutch Cities Council. The initiative forms a part of the efforts to clean up Amsterdam's raunchy reputation as Europe's most liberal party capital. Typically blunt, the videos show young men staggering in the street, handcuffed by police, fingerprinted, and having their mugshots taken. The online ads highlighting the risks associated with the excessive use of drugs and booze will be triggered when people in Britain tap in terms like stag party, cheap hotel or pub brawl Amsterdam. The message is uncompromising. A long weekend in Amsterdam may create the wrong kind of memories. The escapism you crave in the renowned party capital could result in inescapable convictions. Brits can find return flights to Amsterdam for £50. That cheap? How close is Amsterdam to uh, Britain? Hold on. I'm checking that out. Is it that close? Why it's that cheap? Oh, okay, pardon me, folks. Amsterdam to Britain. Let's see. Hmm. Okay, what's the distance? How long is the train ride from Amsterdam to... Four hours and nine minutes. That's not bad. It's not bad. Not bad at all. Hmm. You can take a ferry. You can take the train or you can um fly okay so anybody doing some um touring in europe can you know jump on that but um, okay folks behave yourselves they're trying to clean up uk-based travel agencies also offer stag weekends in amsterdam including canal boat cruises with unlimited booze steak and strip nights and red light district pub crawls okay really donald flights in europe re usually really really cheap okay interesting all right okay mm, 50 pounds that's not bad at all how much is that in u.s 62 dollars okay oh that's not bad so they're trying to clean up why are they trying to you know move away especially from the red light district that it's known for and steak and strip nights why i don't know if, if you're liberal be liberal but anyway 
Next up, visitors flock to see David sculpture after Florida uproar. Remember we spoke about this one yesterday. Um, <laughs> well, thank you, Ron DeSantis and the state of Florida for sending up stocks in the David sculpture over there in Italy. Story courtesy of the Associated Press via WSVN. <laughs> A famous masterpiece in Italy is being called pornographic by some parents in one Florida elementary school. That's right, and now an olive branch is being extended all the way from Florence, Italy, as stunned Italians can't believe that Michelangelo's David is the thing that's in question. Belki's Nere in the Satellite Center with this incredible story, Bell. It is crazy. The situation has even left the Florida principal without a job, but now the museum director is saying, come on over, check it out for yourselves. A classic art piece, the center of controversy. Michelangelo's famous David sculpture deemed pornographic by some parents. Sixth graders at the Tallahassee Classical School were learning about Renaissance art and shown a picture of the statue. Now, former principal Hope Carrasquilla is out over the lesson, forced to resign by the school board. One parent says the material was lewd. Two others said they wanted notification of the lesson before it was given, which is school policy. Meanwhile, people in Italy have a different reaction. Many stunned and confused, the 17-foot marble sculpture would be considered upsetting. I was surprised, astonished, and I, 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 I couldn't believe it because it's, it's, it's absolutely impossible to do something like that. The director of the Galleria dell'Accademia, the museum where the statue is housed, says it's strange to call the quote icon of Renaissance pornographic and invited the school board, parents and students to see the purity of the statue. You have to distinguish between nudity and pornography, and this is absolutely not the same. Florence Mayor Dario Nardella tweeted out an invitation for Carasquilla to visit and see the statue itself. He says the former principal deserves recognition and respect. Other tourists sharing the same sentiment and believe it's a symbol of beauty. I think it's art, I think it's, it, it's, it's history. It's one of the most incredible parts of our history. Um, I think that Floridians are crazy. Well, yes, we are. Principal Ms. Carasquilla says she may accept the invitation to Italy. Meantime, several parents and teachers plan to protest her exit tonight at the school board meeting. Live at the Satellite Center, I'm Belkis Nore, 7 News. Two. So tourists, many of them Americans on spring break or studying abroad, posed for selfies in front of the giant marble statue, which features the biblical David naked with a sling over his shoulder, a rock in his hand, ready for battle with Goliath. You know, the problem with us here in the States is we think we have a one trap man. We think everything is about sex. I think that's the problem. Everything is about sex. We're so over-sexualized, we, we can't think any other way. Everything is pornographic if it's seen in the nude. And so disturbing it is for me that um, I think a couple of years ago on social media where someone was, la or people were lashing out at a mother because she allowed her two-year-old to see her naked. The two-year-old is in the bathroom while she's bathing. Now, God forbid she left the two-year-old outside. You would hear, 
was that and something happened to the child then they would crucify her for that for child neglect everything is not about sex they would have came and got me a long time because my daughter's been seeing me naked all her life thank you they probably would come and get me too because up to my 25 year old if i'm in the bathroom he walking in like ain't nothing so explain that to me well i'm gonna have to agree european art good morning everyone good european morning, art has no artistic value and it should be removed from everywhere and let's replace what? it with african art let's replace it with african art <laughs> Well, I love all art, so I can't say that. <sighs> yeah, when 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 I when I saw the story, you know what came to my mind at first? Um, Emancipation Park. Yes. And I'm and I'm and I'm like, it's a it's a good thing that they made the statue penisless, or else, <laughs> you know. They did. <laughs> Hold on, the one in Emancipation Park. Emancipation Park. Hold well, on. It, it, it's well, it's not, it's not, it's not showing like, like how um, that one is showing. Let's put it that way. Hold on, let me pull up the picture. Never seen it in, in um, hold on, Emancipation Park, Jamaica. Hold on, let me pull up the picture. Let me see. Can we see photos, please? James, how are you talking about? It couldn't be more. James, go back, pull it up on Google and go look back on the picture. Are you crazy? You cray cray right now. Go look on the picture. Moments, you look on the get, picture, you, James. You, you, you get what I mean. It's a, it's a, it's a black man, um, and you know the the way the the statue of David is showing compared he's to the way that well is showing. Just imagine if you know <laughs> he's not well endowed. Okay, all right. Okay, I see what. You, okay, I I get it now, but. It's showing there. So I hope um, anybody living in the state of Florida do not take your children to Emancipation Park in Jamaica because that would be a downright shame. But I'm sure... Yes. You made a point earlier about you don't understand what people is thinking. Some of, these, some of these people in Florida don't think. That's a problem. I mean, they just don't think. And the whole nudity thing i don't i don't even get it because you know even when you're growing up in the caribbean when you go to the river you see people naked or you see i mean this is just something is wrong with these people and a statue a statue that's been there forever you just realize it, it, it's pornographic <laughs> and so if you're teaching history you have to tell send every parent a notice oh i will be showing um your, your child a statue that has been around for centuries they sexualize everything don and donnell and it, it's annoying it is downright annoying so now, now. You, you can't show a picture you can't teach history let me not say black history you cannot teach history american history as it is because then that is some offense to say that they were slave owners and the, the stuff that happened that really happened and how america was made you can't teach that what, what can you teach? Then know. when they started to talk about the alphabet people is an, a whole set another story. I don't understand. This place is getting, this place is gone crazy. I'm getting <laughs> gone crazy. 
can't believe. Where's the freedom? Oh, I do have something to pull up. Remind me in business and tech news. In- I, I saved the video. Interesting. But um, yeah, something is grossly wrong with us here. Can we look past? Uh, get off our warped minds. Get out of our warped minds for once. Anyway, also in international news, U.S. Vice President Harris says history must be learned at Ghana Slave Castle. Story courtesy of AlJazeera.com. United States Vice President Kamala Harris has delivered a speech on women's empowerment to thousands of young Ghanaians in the capital, Accra, and toward a coastal building that was the last stop for Africans sold into the transatlantic slave trade. Her visit to Ghana, the first stop at an African tour that will also take her to Tanzania and Zambia, is part of a charm offensive by Washington as it seeks to counterbalance the growing influence of China and Russia on the continent. U.S. stops sharing nuclear arms data with Russia under the START Treaty, START Treaty. Story also courtesy of Al Jazeera. The United States has told Russia it will cease exchanging detailed data on its nuclear weapons stockpiles, the White House said, calling the move a response to Russia's suspension of participation in the new START nuclear arms treaty. While Russian President Vladimir Putin has not formally withdrawn from the treaty, his suspension from participating in it announced in February has endangered the last pillow of U.S.-Russian nuclear arms control. And that wraps up our stories out of the international scene and Latin America. I'm going to take another quick break. When we return, we have uh, stories out of North America, business and tech news, and more. Here is some more from Fantasia as we continue to celebrate her uh, in hashtag WCW. We celebrate women every Wednesday. With the one I love Said I'm sleeping With the one I love Cause the one I'm with Is good to me just ain't good enough oh, oh, oh. I strive to do right But I'm doing so wrong I'm living in this house But I can't call it home He gives me what I want But it's not what I need my mind is telling me to stay, but my heart wants to leave. That's why I'm sleeping, sleeping, sleeping with the one I love. Oh, because the one I with is good to me, but it just Shake it up, and I even tried to pray. 
But I'm still waking up, yeah, in a bed that don't belong to me. Happy Wednesday to everyone listening online, the Quality Music Zone, QMZRadio.com, where it is the place to go if you want to listen to quality music while you work or play. Keep it logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. You want to tell me how it is, but there's no time for it. You want to tell me how you feel, but there's no time for it. Do you think it should change by the way, don't you think I'm a cat cause I'm not? Got my mind on my money and it don't really matter, I got no time for it. Gossip, what they gonna say? Just got off the plane. I'm strictly focused on cars and all the signs in my pockets. So I've been out the way. Look, I've been the same. You can't hang today. There's nothing bakier about it. For the ones that's causing me pride, there's no time for it. You wanna tell me how it is, but there's no time for it. You wanna tell me how you feel, but there's no time for it. to give a big thank you to everyone logged on and listening on johnoradio.com download the johnno radio app j-a-h-k-n-o it is available in your apple and google play stores johnno radio take us on the go Here is Fantasia singing I Made It featuring Ty Trivet.
here she is singing one of my favorites Lose to Win. I know DJ Naturalist likes this one too, but he's gonna be missing it. Sorry, Naturalist, you're on the phone. You ain't here for dinner, like I'm up again. I loved you for your inner, inner, inner. And the next night is out there, somewhere. But you won't dare, cause you're too scared. I'm gonna pull this one right back up from the top. Never felt so ugly, pretending that he loves me. Sometimes it's just not money. Never had to afford me. Now I'm sick and tired. You just take it right. No, when I forgive you. For dinner, like I'm up again. I loved you for your inner, inner, inner. And the next night is out there somewhere. But you won't dare, cause you're too scared. Let go of anything that is not serving you, folks. That's the message. All you did was worry. You didn't want nobody. Thought it would get better. But it's falling more. Oh, it's falling more. Ever. Whatever is holding you back, cut those cords. A lot of times we're missing the future by holding on to the past.
going to go ahead and ride this one out and then we get back to business. Stories out of North America. Listen to the words, folks. Sometimes you have to let go of that relationship. Leave that job. Get up out of the situation you're in. Too often we become comfortable with what is familial, even when it serves us. No purpose, no good. There is no room for growth, lack of opportunity. What are we afraid of? The unknown? When we stepped into that, We didn't know what we were getting into. But the minute you realize and your eyes are opened, take that step. Take that leap of faith. Many of us wonder why we have not made it to certain points or why we don't have certain things or certain relationships. It's because we were too busy holding on to the said things that we need to lose and loosen. It's hard, I know, but it's necessary. It is necessary. Dig down deep. Believe in yourself that you can take that bold step and embrace what is good because we all deserve what is good and good for us. People who will be good to us. Situations that will serve us. And allow us to reach our full potential. Allow us to blossom and grow. All right? So think about that. You got to lose to be able to win. All right? And now it's time for us to get into stories out of North America. Thank you once again to everyone logged on and listening on QMZRadio.com, the Quality Music Zone, and JohnNoRadio.com for that nonstop party vibe. Also got to give a big thank you to everyone here with me on Clubhouse. This is where the conversation happens. So first up, stories I'm tired of. Whenever there is any situation in this country, This is always the go-to in this country. I mean the U.S. This is always the excuse. Covenant school shooter was under care for emotional disorder and hid guns at home, police are saying. Story courtesy of CNN via WSVN, and we do have a soundbite for that. And Robin, we've learned a good deal more about the assailant, a former student at that school, and troubling details about the killer's past. A day later, and police are able to share considerably more information about 28-year-old Audrey Hale. They paint a picture of a troubled individual. She was under care, doctor's care, for an emotional disorder. Uh, Law enforcement knew nothing about the treatment she was receiving. 
but her parents felt that she uh, should not own weapons. Yet for all the difficulties, Hale had access to several guns. They were under the impression that was when she sold the one weapon that she did not own anymore. As it turned out, she had been hiding uh, several weapons uh, within the house. They also suggest Hale carefully planned and calculated the attack. So in the manifesto, there's several different writings about other locations. Uh, there were locations, of, uh, there was uh, talks about um, the school. There was a map of the school, a drawing of how uh, potentially she would enter and the assaults that would take place. Hill's former middle school basketball teammates says she received Instagram messages from the shooter minutes before the tragedy. They read in part, I'm planning to die today. This is not a joke. You'll probably hear about me on the news after I die. One day this will make more sense. I've left more than enough evidence behind, but something bad is about to happen. When I initially saw it, I'm like, you know, I'm still working. I'm still, like, not really you know, understanding what's happening right now. She says she called the suicide prevention hotline and the county sheriff's office, but it was too late. I just, I, I just couldn't believe it. Like, I didn't affect to know that I did, you know, I tried to reach out, you know, not even knowing that it was her. I, I, I didn't, I just, I don't know. Officials say they've executed a search warrant at Hale's home and found a sawed-off shotgun, a second shotgun, and other evidence there. We're going to have much more on this nightmare in Nashville throughout our newscast this evening and a live report from there ahead at the bottom of the hour. And, Robin, we've learned a good deal more about... Oh, boy. Um, ...student at that school. So... I'm just trying to put a couple of thoughts together, which I had yesterday. So I see if I can put them back together today. I have said many times that we live in a country where we are reactive, not proactive. And it has been explained that we can't infringe on people's freedoms, right? Even though they may issue warnings. So I, I don't know if this is in place in any state. All right, let me just put that out there. I'm just speaking off the top of my head. I would suggest that if someone reaches out to me that I know, or let us say someone on social media, posts something on social media, and someone who follows them knows them personally, sees a post such as, you know, Make, making a statement such as what was sent in this text message to this middle school friend from middle school. Um, in a, I should be able to report it to the police, send over what was sent, what was sent to me or said to me, and the police take immediate action. There should be an, a quick, expeditious execution of a warrant that will allow them to go into this person's home and retrieve whatever, hoping that everything is done in a timely fashion so we can be quick about it. I understand there are going to be cases where it may be too late. I get that. I'm fully aware of that reality. But it should never be after the fact. should never be. And again, we're hearing 
emotional disorder. So this is, you know, under the umbrella of mental health disorders, which seems to be the pattern for everybody that does a mass shooting, right? That's the pattern. Every single person that has done a mass shooting is under the umbrella of having an emotional disorder. Um, moments, I'm not sure, but the, the report yesterday, did it say that um, the person that did the shooting, did it, did it say that she was like a transgender? Yes. Okay. Yeah, because um, do, do you think all of those informations are information are important to like the public for the public to know or or for the media to to give full information i don't know it doesn't matter if a person is transgender or not the fact is the person committed a heinous act no the, the reason why i say that it's because like okay when i just heard it like i'm like oh my gosh this is weird like i've never you know i've never heard of a mass shooting with like a, a female carrying out the attack. I, I'm sure it probably have happened, but I've not heard of it. And um, in terms of information, in terms of like the, the, the record is there to show that, you know, in the, in that community, like in terms of mental health, like there's a, a issue in terms of like people that transition sometimes they, because of a lot of the, the, as I said, the foreign substance, the, the growth hormone and stuff like that, a lot of them experience um, mental health issue. Mm -hmm. And then another part that someone mentioned yesterday is that, is it that this person is taking revenge because of some molestation that happened between the church and why the, the pastor daughter was a target also? So okay. I'm just wondering if, if all those information should be out there when, because... I feel like in, in, in certain, like when certain crime um, takes place, like I don't know if it happened there, but like in here in Canada, like most of the times, like there's a shooting, you hear like, okay, like, you know, shooter, black, 25 year old, this, that. And, you know, they'll say like Somalian or Caribbean background, they'll go in details. Okay. But then when you have other people, other groups that carried out, you just hear like, oh, shooting. And then you'd have to search for the news to see that, okay, this person was like a Jewish person or, you know. So that's that's where I'm coming from. Okay, I see what you're saying. Valid thoughts, uh, James. So I want to jump to the chat real quick. Sean, uh, Crystal said, we can be and should not be arrested for thought crimes. And I agree with you, Crystal. My thing is not to go in and arrest someone, but at least have the weapons removed or have some sort of intervention not arrest I, I agree that just because you say something it doesn't mean that you'll act on it totally agree with that and if that's the case we'd all be in jail of course no my thing is not to go in and arrest but provide some sort of intervention some removal of these weapons is that too much I don't know. Mm -hmm. well, they are psychological holes. They are, yeah. Hold on, hold on. We have two people speaking at once. Go ahead. Is that you, Sonette, and then Crystal? Yeah, it, that okay. was me. I'm sorry. I didn't yeah. realize Crystal's off mic. I apologize. Okay. But what can I tell you real quick, Crystal, or and, and moments? They have psych holes for that. 
So you can be held for 70 to, 72 hours in some states. Some states it's less, some states it's more. If you are, if you do something like that, so a report saying you plan to kill yourself, mm -hmm. that's the reason to hold you for a psychological um, uh, investigation. I don't forget the word right now, or mm -hmm. intervention. So mm -hmm. that's a possible action instead of an arrest. Evaluation. Thank you, ma'am. Evaluation. Welcome back, Javette. Okay. All right. Thank you for that, Sunet. Um, I totally forgot about that. All right. Go ahead, Crystal. I was saying, wasn't the person already out there doing the crime? By the time uh, the person, the other person, read the text, email, or whatever that was, if you know, it was still been too late. I'm just saying, right. know, it would, would have been still too late. Too late. I see what you're saying, and I did make mention that we won't be able to catch all of them. In some cases, it will be a little late by the time you figure it out. But um, at least we could try to minimize. That's that's what I'm thinking. You know. And these hold times, sorry. Uh, the fact that she was on hold and there wasn't necessarily a sort of like plan. Obviously, like no one, she couldn't have known that this was going to happen. Right. But... Um, you know, the fact that she was just like, the whole times are very excessive. Like, what are, you know, what are they doing? <sighs> I don't know. I guess I'm just trying to see how we can help curb these stories. Because it's very disconcerting when you rec recognize we are at day, what, 80, 89? And we already have 129 mass shootings since the start of this year. Since the start of the year. Rosolo, I, I quoted the wrong number yesterday. It's 42. You were actually right. 42 shootings, mass shootings in a school since May last year, since the Uvalde situation. And nine times out of 10, there are signs that, and those signs are ignored. Nine times out of 10. Or we're too late on trying to do something. And a lot of times people will say things. And unfortunately, now we have to be so careful what we utter, right? We have to be careful. Yes, we understand cultural differences. For example, in the Caribbean, we're quick fits. Listen, let me kill you. And we don't intend to. It's just how we speak. But we now have to check the things we're saying. We really have to. And for people who are putting up posts on social media or communicating through social media, that they, 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 they are going to know. She didn't say, I feel like. She said, I'm going to. Decision already made. What intervention can there be? You know, um, hold on a second. Let me see if I can find this thing because... I was going to play it in business and tech, but there are some points here that could be of value to the conversation. May, may not. The internet is about to fundamentally change forever, and it's terrifying. This is Bill S-686, also known as the Restrict Bill. You'll probably know it as the TikTok ban bill, but it does so much more than just that. It actually does more than any bill I think we've ever seen. I encourage everyone to read it by going here. 
I'll tell you what it is. Congress.gov. Change by definition, but a few are already listed. They are the People's Republic of China, including Hong Kong, Special Administration Region, the Republic of Cuba, the Islamic Republic of Iran, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, and of course, the Russian Federation and Venezuela under the regime of Nicolas Maduro Moros. I hope I pronounced that correctly. Uh, but these definitions can change at any time. The bill covers hardware technology like modems, routers, and home cameras, and virtual tech like VPNs, and basically bans them if they are manufactured by or used to contact and deal with foreign adversaries. Speaking of VPNs, using VPNs to bypass banned apps such as TikTok is made a criminal act under this bill. And the penalty? It's a minimum imprisonment of 20 years and a minimum fine of $250,000 or $1 million, depending if you knowingly did so to access banned content. The bill gives the federal government the power to monitor any activity used by these suspected devices, virtual or otherwise. Essentially, they can monitor what you are doing at home 24-7 without even informing you. This includes things such as routers, video games, streaming apps, smart thermostats, ring cameras, basically anything that uses the internet. Now, the real terrifying part of all of this, as if that all wasn't terrifying enough, is that the bill goes on to state that this will happen by the president appointing a secretary of communication. That secretary then forms a group on their own without any voter input whatsoever. This group can have meetings behind closed doors. They don't have to disclose anything. They can ban and deem anything inappropriate or a risk to security at any moment in time. And if they do, they can go through your instant messages, your emails, texts, basically anything that uses the internet, and they can censor it. So in summary, this bill can effectively ban anything the government deems inappropriate extremely quickly without warning. The ramifications of this range from breaking up mass communication methods to even watching the cameras in your home aka spying on you. It really is that bad, and I am not speaking in hyperbole. Please contact your reps. I have a video on my TikTok ban playlist on how to find your representatives and tell them if they vote for this, you will support their opponents in their next primary. If I missed anything in this bill, please let me know in the comments. Share this information with anyone and everyone. I will be covering this bill and the TikTok ban throughout, so to stay informed, please make sure to follow. Okay, so let me tell you the name of the bill. It is S686. And you can find it at www.congress.gov forward slash bill forward slash 118th Congress forward slash Senate Bill 686. I'm going to put the link um, in the thing. So, <laughs> whew, hallelujah. Where do I start? <laughs> so, they'll be able to spy on us. Bottom line. How are they going to use that when it comes to gun control? Will they be able to use it to see that someone is collecting guns? Will they be able to see that someone is making death threats online and intercept? How, or is it just to deal with us accessing a banned app? Don't they do that already? They know. <laughs> <laughs> but it does. What kind of mess? <laughs> They've already doing that. I'm just saying. Let me. I'm a mute. <laughs> no, Crystal is right. They're already doing it. They just let them. Um, them make it well, part of the law now. So making no one say, "Hey, at least we are do." Even though, as a Crystal, as a person, sound like we can sue them. Um, the smart fridge. <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. Smart fridge, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. OLED 
or QLED TV. You're breaking up, Afro. <laughs> you know what I mean? Video games, you name it. Uh, ring cameras. Uh, I'm saying, was it? Afro, oh, yeah. okay. You're yeah, breaking up. You're breaking up. Afro. Afro. Going once, going twice. Afro lobby, where are you? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Go ahead, James. Come with us, Afro. Yeah. You know what? For the past couple of years, like I've been realizing that I need to go around and apologize to a lot of people. You know, <laughs> because because I remember like when smart TV just started coming out, and you know, like there are a few older people, like grand grandparents, especially women, um, who you you bring the smart TV and them, them cover up. Them cover up the thing and say them I watch with from the TV. <laughs> and yeah, and yeah, say grandma, like, ah, oh, dementia, you get all, you know, this that's not that's not possible. But we're gonna have to apologize to a lot of these people, all these conspiracy theorists, people who, you know, a few years ago were saying like things that just seem crazy. And now they're happening. You know, because my gosh, like smart TV, smart fridge, smart everything, they're just collecting everything from us. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> because the fridge, do you know the smart refrigerators can tell you what you need to buy? What's what you're low on in your refrigerator, okay? Um, but what is, what, 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 <laughs> listen to this. So, if TikTok is banned in the US, right? Well, according to the bill, it's going to happen. I believe it's going to happen. And you, circumvent the system or whatever and you're able to get around and somehow have the app and are using the app you will be imprisoned for 20 years and a minimum fine of two hundred and fifty thousand dollars. are we living in north korea or are we living in the united states of america well means sorry about that yeah now you're now yes it's all about compliance again these people are telling you what am i gonna do w-e-f them telling you, when enough people really sit on and watch this, or they just sit on and them, the, these people say some things and they just fly over people's head. It's them not, are, no, no, that's no. not it, Tina. I'm, I'm going to tell you what it is. There is so much to take in, and there, there are some of us who really and truly can only take so much at a time. If, if you follow the situations, you will be inundated 24 hours. A day and you know what it does to you it does alter your view on life and some of us choose to minimize and just go through life because at the end of the day we recognize there's not much we can do to control certain things you know what i mean so there are some of us who say you know what we'll take in the four hours at caffeine too and then that's it we lock off there are some people who take in 15 minutes because it becomes overwhelming and you know the truth of the situation it affects the way we feel thereby affecting the way we speak and the way we interact you ever realize that there are some people who are just angry 24 7 mm. you want to know why they're angry because of what they're feeding themselves 24 hours a day and uh, that's one of the reasons why certain um we'll come off a we'll come off of Facebook. I live on Facebook now for probably over a year now. I delete that, and may I give myself some days off of Instagram. I log out of Instagram, but my all I have here because you know I also bring the news and I use YouTube, but my kind of limit for my watch on YouTube. 
because as one said, we just uh, you know gain knowledge and I wake up to a lot of stuff. The algorithm has shown me a whole heap of things where related to how persons are being treated, especially here and and, and of course around the world. You know what I mean? And so I say too much of that, and it it has messed up my energy. So I'm kind of stop watch those stuff and change kind of and, and change up the algorithm and you know um so we can have a better mindset yeah you so, have to you have to have to at the same time at the same time my, my, my aware of these things where these demons uh come with because they might go as far as tell you because it's all again it's all about, it's agenda 2030 you know what i mean they, they might tell you know what they might go do you get what I said? They, they, they even go as far as I, I use technology. A couple years ago, they hacked the ring camera and they show a little girl in her room and advice over the ring camera. I tell her, oh, I'm your friend. You can do whatever you want. You know what I mean? They show it again when, with, the, with the, somebody in the kitchen and somebody start talking to the person over the, um, over the ring camera in the kitchen. So while these things might come in handy for, for your safety, you know what I mean? Um, it have, I think, I'm not, not sure if, I'm not sure, because the, the person who created it, I'm not sure if them a part of the whole thing where them, them, them create it, but them, them, them market the good side and leave out the dark side. You know what I mean? <laughs> Until further down the line, are them, these people them, them just create this stuff for help to the day-to-day life, for your safety and so forth, and then others demons see this and then try to use this as a way like take over these people innocent people creation you know what i mean and then try to use it in a for them way for them own agenda so you know if if i that if if you know if these people created a part of that are them never know and know them know. technology are used for that you know what i mean yeah. but for the woman who knows for what i do know them these double ef Entities, them telling us that the maga go as far as use medication. Hold on, Tef- hold on one second, Alfred. After you, Alfred, Teflon, and then Jared. Okay. All right. Yeah. They might use medication because it's all about complying. Um, uh, yeah, com- uh, complying. You get me? So they might use medication. You take the medication. They want to know what's going under your skin. They want to know if you actually take this this medication. What they tell you, say you for take. They might put things that the vaccines where. They might know if you take it or not, and how it and what it's doing in your body. Them, them go um come some years, decades ago. Um, them show this video with this white supremacist, very evil, racist man. That type where want to put chip in a people head, not just any people, but in a black people head. So if it them 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 if them says certain things out of line, them know what to do. Fast forward, Elon Musk that type where want to put Neuralink in a people head. And people are so uh, going. Oh, I think it's a good thing, you know. Uh, combine uh, um, you know, biological with technology. Uh, you get me? I say so. Me I say, oh, John, you know, that blind. You get me? Right. Like, Go ahead and wrap up. So blind. Wrap up because I have two more comments to take before the top of the hour. Go right ahead. Yeah, man. So while technology might seem good, them now go telling everything what they might try to do. So for that, say them want 
Uh, first of all, when the Biden said he want to come up with a bill to put kill switch in the new car, them why I want to put a kill switch in my car when me pay, use my money, hard working money, and buy food? I said, I'm going to put whatever technology in them car so that um, you can drive your back. All right, wrap why? up, Alpha, wrap up, wrap up. I have but two yeah, more man, comments. Make so other people go to still. All right, thank you, thank you so much. Go ahead, uh, Teflon. Thank you for your patience. Yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm actually on the train now. Um, are you oh you're on okay hold on i guess yeah we're, we're you're cutting out you're cutting out he said he was on a train yeah so he, that's probably why he's cutting out okay all right thank you javed thank you so much all right jared do you want to go ahead yeah i'll just comment to uh the u.s starting to pick on tiktok um it's very necessary. It's not necessary so much as far as TikTok goes, but the internet kind of grew up under us and no laws or, or regulations were really put on it. What they're trying to do, they're trying to Trojan horses so they can go ahead and put regulations on these other uh, apps that have all of our information. I'm talking about if you uh, uh, look into the, the terms of agreement, you really just sign everything away in your telephone, even if it's an app that go ahead and tell you, like remind you to drink water. Once you go ahead and look all the way through that app, you'll see that it has access to all your files, all, all your pictures, all your videos, all your contacts, and all the rest of the stuff. And we slowly give those permissions away. So hopefully when they go ahead and do this to TikTok, they can go ahead and start uh, wrangling in these other ones. They can't do so, so they can be like, well, we did this to TikTok, so we're going to have to actually look at you. That's on its face. We always know that things always get corrupted as the politicians start to get their hands on it. But on its face, that's what they're supposed to be doing, trying to open it up so they can regulate all these other apps that just has our information willy-nilly and they're selling. Mm -hmm. All right. Thank you so much, Jared. I appreciate your comment. Okay, so we are and yesterday i played the video remember and i played it last night again on the rosolo show with the woman who is saying do not just single out tiktok you have to address all the social media apps because they're doing the same thing right they're all doing it the problem though is that we can't control the chinese owned company now what i am concerned about is the amount of effort that they're putting into this but stand 10 toes down on refusing to do anything as it relates to assault weapons ban because in our next story president biden pushes for an assault but the gop leaders remain opposed i don't know you know what this story is courtesy of npr i'm gonna play the sound bite for this one so uh let's go the economy, crime, TikTok, transgender rights, and socially minded business practices. Those are all a big uh, part of the... You know what? Sorry. Wrong, wrong somebody. Let me read this one. The somebody is for the other article. I do apologize. So let me read this one. President Biden is renewing his call in Congress to ban assault weapons in the wake of the school shooting in Nashville, Tennessee, which killed three students and three staff members. The Metropolitan Nashville Police Department said in a statement the shooter was heavily armed with three guns, two of them assault-type weapons. People say, why do I keep saying this if it's not happening, Biden said, referring to his frequent appeal for such a ban. Because I want you to know who isn't doing it, who isn't helping, to put pressure on them. 
The Nashville incident in the late is the latest. Well, the number has gone up now to 130 mass shooting incidents so far this year. And that's according to data from the National Gun Violence Archive. South Dakota Senator John Thune, number two in Senate GOP leadership, told reporters Tuesday it is premature to have discussions on potential legislation in the wake of the attack. There's an ongoing investigation, and I think we need to let the facts come out, he said. As a nation, we owe these families more than our prayers. We owe them action, Biden said on Tuesday. His comments echo remarks from the chaplain of the Senate, Barry Black, who opened Tuesday's legislative session by imploring lawmakers to take action in the aftermath of the deadly shooting. Lord, when babies die at a church school, it is time for us to move beyond thoughts and prayers, said Black, who has been the Senate chaplain since 2003. Remind our lawmakers of the words of the British statesman Edmund Burke. All that is necessary for evil to triumph is for good people to do nothing. House Majority Leader Steve Scalise, who was shot during a congressional baseball practice in 2017, told reporters on Tuesday he gets really angry when I see people trying to politicize it for their own personal agenda. The first thing in any kind of tragedy that I do is I pray, he said. I pray for the victims. I pray for their families. He said Congress could consider tighter school security procedures and mental health resources. The first thing Democrats talk about is taking guns away from law-abiding citizens. And that's not the answer, he said. Biden who has also taken executive action on guns, signed into law last year the first major gun safety legislation passed by Congress in roughly three decades. The law was the result of bipartisan negotiations after two mass shootings in Buffalo, New York and Uvalde, Texas. That happened within two weeks of each other. The Bipartisan Safer Communities Act includes incentives for states to pass so-called red flag laws that allow groups to petition courts to remove weapons from people deemed a threat to themselves or others. The bill also expands background checks on people ages 18 to 21 and closes the so-called boyfriend loophole with a law that prevents people convicted of domestic abuse from owning a gun. The legislation expanded that to include dating partners rather than just spouses and former spouses. Texas Republican Senator John Cornyn, who was a lead negotiator on that bipartisan gun deal, said Tuesday, the focus in the Senate has been on background checks to prevent those with mental health problems or criminal records from purchasing or possessing firearms. That is the area where we've had bipartisan consensus, he told reporters. The only thing I hear the administration arguing for is an assault weapons ban, which would mean, I suppose, that the 16 million people who own semi-automatic rifles would have to give those up. They'd be confiscated, Cornyn said. I don't know what other purpose would be served, he said, adding, if there is something that can be done while respecting the rights of law-abiding citizens, I'm certainly open to talking about it. But Cornyn said there weren't any talks with a bipartisan Senate group that crafted last year's package that the president signed. And he cautioned it was too early to know specific details about the shooting in Nashville to propose a specific legislative response.
An assault-style weapons ban does not have a political future in the Republican-controlled House or in the Senate, where Democrats have a very narrow majority. Cornyn said the enhanced background checks of the 2022 legislation is actually working pretty well. The director of the FBI has told us that the National Criminal Background Check System already has stopped the sale of about 100 different gun transactions. And these transactions were to juveniles or people purchasing with juvenile records showing they're disqualified by virtue of mental illness or crime. According to a a source present in the meeting, leaders urged members to continue pressing House GOP leaders to take up gun control measures. South Carolina Democratic Representative Jim Clyburn is reintroducing his bill to close the so-called Charleston loophole. What is that? That allows the sale of a gun even when a background check is not complete. A group of Democrats, Representatives David Cicillin of Rhode Island, Lucy McBath of Georgia, Sheila Jackson Lee of Texas and Jerry Nadler of New York are calling on House Speaker Kevin McCarthy to schedule a vote on the assault weapons ban that passed the House last year. Children should not have to fear for their lives or plan how to defend themselves against shooters armed with assault rifles. They should not have to plan to play dead or practice locking themselves in bulletproof rooms or listen for loud bangs in their hallways, the letter reads. Teenage survivors should not have to lobby lawmakers to pass common sense legislation or demand action in the streets of Washington or the halls of the Capitol. This is not their job. This is our job And we have failed, right? I think the Republicans are only, they're not, they're lacking something. I don't know if it's a reasoning ability that they're lacking. I don't know. Because nobody's saying to ban guns, period. We are only asking for the ban of semi-automatic rifles. And so what if 16 million people have to give them up? So what? We care more about them owning the guns than saving the children? I don't know. I'm crazy. Let me just take, hold on a second. Let me just take a couple comments from the chat and then we can get back to conversation. Okay, let me back up here. Uh, Ooh, so many comments. Wow. All right, go to to talking. Let me keep scrolling. (laughs) Who was first? (laughs) Let's start at the top. Go ahead, Javette. Mm -hmm. I was going to say, I was reading the story while you were discussing it. And if she was already being evaluated for emotional disorder, um, this goes back to what we were saying. When people have a mental health issue, it should be aligned with being able to purchase a gun or not. Because if she was flagged, she would not be able to get a gun. So just like they flag you for a felony, you should be flagged now for mental health disorder. All right. Thank you, Javet. I agree. Afolabi, you wanted to go next? I'm going down the I the thought border. I saw Jared oh, okay. come off his mic first. Oh, okay. All right. Uh, Jared, were you were you just agreeing? I was just over here amen, and that's all I was doing. Oh, Get my okay. little uh, pulpit on over here. <laughs> 
Okay, Afo. <sighs> Oh, uh, yeah, uh, now you've been coming up. Yeah, man, we, we can hear you. We can hear you. Uh, yeah, man. Uh, um, uh, um, okay, your red bar holding you up again. Your red, ba are, your red bar is holding you. Afo, we're not hearing you. All right, let me go ahead and let read some. Yeah, okay, go ahead, Chief. Go right ahead. Because we're not hearing Afo. Go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying. Afo, I was just commenting on what uh, Javed said. Yeah. I was just commenting on what Javed said. Good morning, first of all. Good morning. It's been a while. It's um, been a while. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just commenting on what Javed said. It's it's already in place, uh, at least in Oklahoma, I know for a fact, mm -hmm. and, and many other states, because you can't even get a marijuana medical card and, and on, a, on a rifle. So some of that is already in, 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 you know, in place. I guess it would just a matter of, it would be a matter of, you know, state by state laws and what that looks like in the particular state that that happened. It, but you're absolutely right. At this, at this point, the state shouldn't matter. It should be across the board. All 50, 51 states, 52 states, whatever number we're up to at this moment. I don't even know. Well, it yeah, may not right. be in place because not all not all states have the same gun laws. You know what I'm saying? Some states have stricter gun laws, so you don't have no, you don't no, have you don't I, have to put certain. No, I understand that, but I, I I am just saying it. Just bottom line, you know, just like we have federal holidays, this is <laughs> in all in certain states, some right. that are just mandatory. This should be just mandatory across the board. Doesn't matter. No, I, I agree with you. I mean, I, I believe that it should extend to uh, law enforcement and military as well, you know? Yeah. So, um, Dre said, um, this might sound a way, but I don't know why Scalise didn't expire that day at the baseball game. Oh, my gosh. This man got shot and still fighting against a weapon ban. I agree, um, Javette. It should be across all however many states we have we call it the united this is something that has always confused me we say it is the united do they know what the word united means we all are together we are all one we're all you know grouped together united states of florida but um i'm saying of florida of america however every state operates according to its own agenda something that is signed off at the federal level has to go to the state level and then they determine if they want to and that, that doesn't make no sense to me and even within states rules are different from county to county we are so messed up we are confused why can't, when it comes to certain things, why can't there be a general rule of thumb across the board? Federal mandates it. That's what it is. Shut the hell up, everybody, and sit your ass down. It's coming from the federal level. Uh, why was it? Know? Okay, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, uh, you finished? Yeah, oh, man, right, go ahead. Cool. Um, yeah, same to me that I said yesterday, moment. So, oh, it's in a amendment and uh, them constitution you know what i mean so the them so um their um founding fathers put this there so uh, uh, them way of life okay you're gone again Afa. we gotta and keep okay you keep to that 
Afo, 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 you're in the matrix. Unfortunately, somebody put it in the chat for me, please. Afo, you're in the matrix. We're not hearing you, and we gotta keep oh my moving. <laughs> you're, yeah, they don't want you to talk today, Afo. Yeah, Clubhouse has got him. They don't want him to speak. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're gonna keep moving because. Um, Wait, Donald was. Donald oh, was sorry, there. Donald. Donald wanted to speak. Thank you, Javette. Thank you. Now, I don't want us to miss something. Although we know the government is doing what they're doing right now, this legislation take it to a level where they don't even need a such warrant anymore. They don't need anything from the court or so. They literally could do as they please. So let us imagine we have a couple Donald Trumps in Parliament who decide to use this legislation now at the women fancy. What happened? When I say Donald Trump, I say that because he could just be all over the place, come up with a hunch and go with it, stuff like that. I'm not talking about the political aspect. I'm talking about his character. So imagine you have a couple of people with that kind of character, with that kind of power in their hands that is in the legislation. What do you think would happen? At least now there is a semblance of a process in place, generally speaking, when you take out that process and everybody in government has full access to everything, given the dumb laws and stuff and the dumb contracts and so they sign right now, imagine what happened then when they have free reign legally. I mean, it's crazy. Ah. Hmm. Oh. All right. Thank you, everyone. Thank you, Donald. Thank you all for your comments on that. Next up, a 12-year-old boy in Milwaukee charged with killing a man to steal his guns. Police say a pizza receipt led to the arrest. Story courtesy of CNN. Sorry. I need a sip of water. <laughs> so a 12-year-old boy in Milwaukee was charged with first-degree intentional homicide after being accused of killing a man to steal his guns, court records show. The boy, who is not named because of his age, allegedly carried out the fatal shooting of 34-year-old Brandon Felton inside a Milwaukee home on March 15 because Felton refused to sell weapons to the child, according to police. If convicted, the child faces a sentence of life in prison. CNN has reached out to his public defender for comment. Police tied the boy to the shooting after they found a pizza receipt from the night of the killing that had been ordered using the child's cell phone, according to a criminal complaint. Additionally, the child gave a series of inconsistent statements to police before acknowledging he was at the home at the time of the killing, but said he was there to play video games and blamed the homicide on someone else. That's according to investigators. Police pointed to text messages obtained from the boy's phone using a search warrant that showed him making plans with two other people to steal the guns. On the day of the killing, a text from the defendant's phone said, I'm going to do it to Brandon. Sick, the court document stated. The text conversation shows the defendant later said he had a gun and asked, should I kill him right now? Another person in the conversation replied, no, but the defendant allegedly replied, I'm belting him. Don't got time for dude going after my family. That's according to the documents. Later, the boy allegedly confessed to his mother that he had lied to police and intended to take Felton's guns because he wouldn't sell them. 
During an initial court appearance on Monday, the child's bond was set at $100,000. The preliminary hearing is scheduled on April 4, according to court records. And we're going to hear that he has mental health issues as well. Okay. All right. Uh, dangerous for both parties on the economy, crime and transgender rights. Story courtesy of NPR.org conversation right now. So a new NPR PBS NewsHour Marist poll asked more than 1,300 people for their views on each. NPR senior political editor and correspondent Domenico Montanaro is here with us to tell us more about the political risks for both parties in their responses. Good morning, Domenico. Hey, Michelle. People have put the economy as the top issue facing the country for much of Biden's presidency. So how do voters think he's doing? Well, you know, Biden has really tried to make the case more and more about the economy, but now just 38 percent approve of how he's handling it, lower than his overall job approval rating of 42 percent, which isn't really great either. You know, we've seen Biden in recent months really try to win over persuadable voters. We've seen that since his State of the Union address, for example. And when you look at our survey with independents, just 28 percent approve of how he's handling the economy. So, so far, you know, he hasn't made the sale. That's a pretty tough spot to be in for someone who wants to win re-election, which is what we're expecting Biden to announce that he's going to run for re-election soon. Um, You know, and in 2020, he largely won because of COVID, which politically is increasingly in the rearview mirror. Another concern for Democrats is crime, although here is why I have to question how much control the president really has on this, you know, unless the issue is gun safety. And even there, he made the point again yesterday that he has his, his hands are pretty much tied on this. But having said all that, what do the numbers say? Yeah, I mean, crime tends to be a much more local issue, but people, you know, blame presidents for everything. And on crime, just 35 percent approve of Biden's handling of it. And that includes just 27 percent of independents. Seven in 10 people say crime is a real threat to communities not blown out of proportion by politicians, which was notable. Also, nine uh, non-white voters are among the most likely to say that crime is a real threat. They're more in line with several pro-Trump groups, uh, not groups that tend to vote Democratic like they do. And, you know, they're actually 11 points higher than college-educated whites, who are a key uh, Democratic voting group as well. You know, it's a real tricky spot for Democrats. Uh, You know, they run a lot of the major big cities in the country. Republicans trying to use that as, uh, you know, something against Democratic governance. And it's become a main issue, for example, in the Chicago mayor's race between two Democrats with very different approaches, and we're seeing this play out over and over. Okay, TikTok. Now, this might be surprising to fans of the app, but you're telling us a majority of Americans actually support a ban? Yeah, 57% said they they support a ban. Three quarters of people say that they think it represents at least a minor threat to national security. Huge generational divide here. Younger Americans least likely to support a ban or say it's a major threat. Uh, That could be also tricky for Biden because, you know, he needs young voters to to vote for him in 2024. Banning TikTok, most downloaded app in the world, sure isn't going to make him many friends with that group. Okay, so let's not forget Republicans. Do they have any vulnerabilities? Yeah, definitely. I mean, a majority say it's a bad idea, for example, to criminalize providing gender transition related medical care for minors, even though two thirds of Republicans are in favor of that. Now, Republicans have gained on this question. Support in April 2021 was only 28 percent in favor. Now it's up to 43 percent. But they're still out of step with the majority. Um, When it comes to drag shows, almost six in 10 people say they're against restricting them. Again, here, Republicans are out of step. And when you look at business practices, the so-called ESG or environmental, social and governance practices, about three quarters of people say it's more important 
important to invest with profitable companies that are also mindful of their impact on the environment and society rather than simply to make money. That's NPR's Domenico Montanaro. Domenico, thanks. You're welcome. All right. So and now more from NPR. <sighs> Wisconsin school bans Miley Cyrus Dolly Parton duet from class concert. Story also courtesy of NPR. Administrators at a Wisconsin elementary school stopped a first grade class from performing a Miley Cyrus and Dolly Parton duet promoting LGBTQ acceptance because the song could be perceived as controversial. Students at Hare Elementary School in Waukesha had prepared a rendition of Rainbow Land for their spring concert, but school officials struck the song from the lineup last week. Parents in the district say the decision was made because the song encourages lgbtq acceptance and references rainbows hold on a damn second one second i gotta pull up this song now because rainbow so you can't even say the rainbow in the sky is beautiful anymore but hold on let's listen to this song uh what is it um rainbow land you can't say the word i can't walk around and say oh i'm feeling so gay anymore because right away people think it's sexual gay used to mean happy you can't say something is so queer anymore because queer used to mean weird. Now it's aligned with the LGBTQ community. We can't say rainbow. You know what? Um, hold on a second. We are so tightly wound up. But l- let me listen to the song before I jump hey, the gun. Molly. It's me. I'm in Nashville. I'm on my way to Dollywood. Busy as you are. Can't, can't get enough stuff to do. Can we? But anyway, I'm excited about uh, singing with you so i'm just going to turn my cd player on with you singing i'm going to put this on a cassette <laughs> sing along with it then i'll run you off a cd later oh i'm so hot tech i got a flip phone too but anyhow uh see what you think and um here i go come on rainbow land where everything goes as planned from my memory as a child growing up i used to look forward to seeing the rainbows that would appear in the valley across from us and over the hills across from our veranda because they were always beautiful and i would try to see if there were two or three of them because i was told oh there is a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow i loved rainbows as a child growing up loved coloring them 
Because when you think about, well, for me, let me speak for myself. When I think of rainbows, I think of happiness. I think of joy. Everything pleasant, everything good. It puts a smile on my face. To this day, if I step outside, whether in the front or the back or the side, and I see a rainbow, I smile. Because as I have got older, and as a Christian, for me, it means God's promise. Right? Now, the truth is this, and it's so funny because on the Thursday before we came back, and myself and my mom and Marlon were walking through the streets and going to the market. And I was holding my mother's hand and she said, careful how you hold me next thing you, they think we are gay. And it is so sad that that is where we are in this world. I can't hold the hand of my mother. I can't hold the hand of my cousin, my sister, my friend without people thinking something other than we're just holding hands if we could get rid of that mindset and th and again here we go thinking everything sexual if we could let go of that and go back to a happy place rainbow land we could really make a difference in this world and i think that is what the song is about there is nothing lgbtq about this damn song jesus have mercy i'm sick of it now Yes, the only reason I stopped eating Skittles, I loved tasting the rainbow the, because they made me happy. The only reason I stopped eating Skittles was because of the dye. Can we just enjoy life, please? I'm sorry. Moments. Remember yesterday when I told you about distractions? Distractions? Yeah. They, were all, they try to distract us to, to, to prevent us from focusing on the real issues. This is a distraction. The song is horrible. Let me say that the song. It I, is horrible. I, I, got a, I, I have a migraine right now. It's just, <laughs> it's, just, it's just, it's just, it's just horrible. It's like they weren't in sync. I don't know what happened with 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 Dolly and her niece, but it didn't work out. But um, the song. There's nothing wrong with this song. With what they're saying, the content of the song. There's nothing wrong with the song. What they're saying, but it's a distraction. Let's focus on this song that that talks about rainbow. So now we can't. Now, now no one can sing about a rainbow. God's is that what we're saying? Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. It's Th amazing. It's amazing. Don't be surprised if they find a way to remove the rainbow out the sky because it's an offense <laughs> to be there. Or if you're looking up at the rainbow, you get a you, you get a fine. ticket for looking <laughs> at the rainbow. Yeah, that, that's gonna happen. I'm sick of it, man. Just distractions. You just can't focus on it. Just move on to the 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 main topics that need that we need to focus on and not be distracted. This is a distraction because now I feel like writing a song about a rainbow. I'm gonna have a song by but a general write one about rainbows and let's see what they say about that. It's, I mean, it's crazy. It is ridiculous. These far right conservatives are getting on my damn nerves. I'm sorry. In, in all fairness, um sorry, can you guys hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Yeah, so I just got off the train. Um, yeah, no fairness. You know, you, you know, I, you know who I, who I'm blaming. I'm blaming all those that are supporting the agenda. Yeah, that's that's. Uh, I'm blaming them because if we if 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 we never um, supported this agenda and and help them push it, none of this nonsense would happen. But it's just gonna get worse. Very soon, you won't be able to say anything. You know. Like anything you say, you you just get labelled and you get cancelled, and this is this is so. Uh, I'm trying really hard to 
<laughs> yeah, and, yeah hold it together hold it together hold it together yeah yeah like even like the rainbow in the sky like i wouldn't be surprised because um all, all of these things can be uh, controlled anyway i mean they can they can turn it off and turn it on and off like the rainbows all turn uh, you guys probably won't believe it but like the weather and everything's controlled like <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if they like the next couple of years you won't see no more rainbows again you know what else is in the song teflon let me tell you what else is in the song all the hurt and the hate that's going on here we are rainbows me and you every color every hue they're talking about races if we really want to be technical every color every hue let's shine on through together we can start living in a rainbow land where we are all where every color is in the rainbow red and yellow blue green purple what else is there all those colors create something beautiful and just like that as people every single race is needed that's what this is about this has nothing to do with the lgbtq community or promoting lgbtq lifestyle come on you far-right conservatives get out of it snap so, out of it so, so um very soon i wouldn't be surprised if they if they ban every track here every music that's got rainbow in there or any I wouldn't be surprised, you know. Is this going to get worse? They're going to stop. They're going to stop us from doing a lot of things. Like you can't say certain things, and you know, like any music that's got um, 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 rainbow in it. Like Virginia said, Steve. Like, <laughs> like that tune's going to get cancelled because of them. It's just, it's just. Uh, like, let, me, let me let me let me mute up. Let me mute up. This, Ken, you're you're taking away. What about this one? What about this song? Listen to this one. You're going to take There's this. rainbow in the sky all the time. Don't be blind. This is Ziggy Marley, Rainbow in the There's Sky. In the sky. You're going to take this one from us? Don't be blind. Don't be blind. Living in my fantasy, but it's you who are blinded from reality. And the material world means so much to you. You just can't get what I'm telling you. There's a rainbow in the sky all the time. Don't be blind. So get ready for that one to be taken down. 
my man, so I don't, I don't know if you, have you have you been following the um the the VP, um, vice president of America her visit to Ghana. I don't know if you've been following it, but um, I just watched an interview. I watched an interview um, this morning. Uh, no, no, not an interview. They did like a speech. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was like a press conference, and the the media and the the vice president they they're trying to push the LGTB whatever it is on on onto the country. That that in the way it just looked like they was bullying the the president. But I just I just like the way he he put his foot down and he swerved the question and he he did he wasn't entertainment. You know, it's just too much, man. Like they just coming to the coming to like all these different territories and trying to push their agenda and like he had the press asking him so mr president what what are you doing to um support lgtb community and all of that i can tell teflon <laughs> don't even know what the name is <laughs> <laughs> listen up to now yeah i still can't get it right you know what i mean so it's just I'm, oh, really, gosh. I'm not I'm, I'm not a fan of the Ghanaian president but i was really happy how he put his foot down he didn't um, he didn't um, comp- uh, wouldn't say comply but right. um, I, I, yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah all right so time is going on me let me see if I can blow through the next few but I gotta talk about this one spoke about it last night on um, the Rose Solo show who watches college basketball well yay I'm feeling a real skipper today well, been feeling real skipper since Saturday. Was it Saturday? Yeah, Saturday. Yay, yay. Okay, so the teams have been set for the NCAA Men's Final Four Tournament. Story courtesy of NPR.org. The NCAA Final Four Men's Tournament has been set after qualifying games played on Sunday. And Well, Sunday. Yeah, let me get it right. In the Men's Tournament, the San Diego State Aztecs will play the Florida Atlantic Owls April 1 after defeating the Creighton University Blue Jays 57-56. Meaning Meanwhile, the University of Miami Hurricanes will play the University of Connecticut Huskies after beating the University of Texas Longhorns 88-81. For San Diego State, Florida Atlantic Owls and Miami Hurricanes, it is the first time in the school's history their men's basketball teams have been to the Final Four. The Final Four games will be aired on CBS at 6.09 p.m. Eastern. That's the SDSU uh, versus FAU. And 8.49 p.m. Eastern, Miami versus UConn. Yes, yes, yes. And so I'm going to brag a little bit. I'm going to brag a little, just a little bit. So for the Owls, FAU Owls out of Boca Raton, Florida. I'm going to brag a little more. So I've been to a couple of their games, reason being my husband's son, um, hear me son, my husband's nephew um, plays for the Owls. This is his final year at FAU. He is one of the um, recruits of their coach. So he and the coach started at the same time and he was instrumental. He was in helping them close out the win over the weekend, taking them to the final four. So I'm super excited, super excited for that one. Yes. And then I'm also excited again because um, <laughs> you University of Miami, my mom's alma mater. Yes, they are. So, you know, I would love to see 
I don't know if it can happen, but I would love to see FAU go up against Miami, University of Miami. That would be a showdown, I will tell you. So, that, yeah, I had to talk about that. But So, oh, in case y'all wondering, y'all can check out my IG. I've put a couple posts up there. But his name is Michael Forrest. That's my husband's nephew. His only sister who passed away um, in 2005 from sickle cell disease so she's shining i think she's smiling yeah i think she's smiling down on him he has done an amazing job he's also graduating from fau this year with an engineering degree so gotta just give it up to him. and the owls <laughs> can't forget that yay so i'm feeling a little proud feeling a congratulations little proud. marlon a happy uncle i know she's proud i know she's proud and she's just dancing up there in joy and so proud of him that's good stuff that's yes. good stuff yeah. congratulations to the family <laughs> with the sound effects coming on make sure you watch everybody need to turn the tv make sure you watch the the, the, the um, game yes that's all I yes have to say. exactly make sure you watch the game you mention yes. it every yes. day until and, yeah until we know <laughs> yeah just go ahead and set your alarm 609 p.m eastern on cbs Thank you, thank you, Ro. Thank you, Miss Javet. Thanks to everyone. Um, let's cheer them on. But Miss Javet, uh, do you have a space for me? Because I might come to Texas. That's right. The games are in Texas. Yes, yes. I have a space for you and your wife. I just got to say. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Listen, gotta, you know something? It may you, not Marlon, be me. No, it, it has to be you it'll be and me. your wife. It'll it'll be me. It may not it'll be, be me. me. It may not be Rosola. <laughs> it may be him and son number... Three. Oh, yes. Sorry, yes, I, ha I have space. But if y'all do come, you know you have to help me up, okay? You just have to. Of course. Couldn't do uh, it any other way. All righty. <laughs> I'm trying to refresh my PTR. Why won't it let me? Because I'm changing the picture. I don't know. Marlon, if, you, if you're going, just pass by and pick me up, please. All right. You heard me, Marlon? I got you're you. going just pass by and pick me up. Yep. No kids next week. Let's go. Let's I'll, go. I'll be there too. All okay, right. let's go. Let's All go. Right. Let's do this. Oh, so Fabian Wait, says said he that? knows him. Okay. Who said that? <laughs> who said they're going to be there too? Me, Chief. Chief, who else you think? Who you think coming with me? No, Chief. What's wrong with you? <laughs> <laughs> let's start the scandal. No. <laughs> I have two spare rooms. So, yes, you know, okay, Javette, they're taking you seriously. So, hold on, Fabian, were you following him from Ely? Because he used to play for Ely, and that's where he got his scholarship from, up in Pompano. And that's huge as well, you know, him coming from Ely. That is so huge. That's going to be an amazing story because Ely is known for their athletes. But you yes. know where Ely is located, so people always, you know, have a bad... Um, perception of Ely, but Ely has been known for their athletes for, for since I was going to school back then. Then, um, so yeah, it's going to be a huge story for him. Crystal is hating down there at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on a second, Marlon. Is it Saturday or Sunday? Hold on. I know it's Saturday. Saturday, yeah, Saturday. This Wait, Saturday. This Saturday. I'm packed. I'm packed, Marlon. Just come on, pick me up. Let's go. We need a private they... jet for this. <laughs> no, we just need to drive. Just to stop it. <laughs> no. Sorry, Sunette. Wait. 
Are they playing the Huskies on Saturday? Uh, Saturday, they uh, 6 09 p.m. SD San Diego State Aztecs versus FAU. At eight, and then at 8.49 p.m., it's Miami Hurricanes versus UConn. So which team Huskies. is he on? I'm, I'm... Okay, so he's a, he Wait. is on the FAU team. The so first game. Previous... Say his name. Say Michael his name. Forrest. Michael Forrest. I'm not seeing this. Okay, got it. Got it. Got it? Thank okay, you. Good. I'm sorry. The Huskies is my brother's team, so. Oh, really? screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, hold on. He doesn't play on the team. He lives in Connecticut. Okay. Just, just, yes. So he doesn't, my brother's older than I am. So he's not playing basketball, but um, he is a huge Huskies fan. So I was like, oh gosh, I have to root against him. That's going to be fun. <laughs> so it may happen. May happen. Huskies going up against the University of Miami. Let's see how that goes mm -hmm. down. Yeah. Okay. Got it. I'll, I'll try to, I'll turn the TV on. I don't watch basketball anymore, but I'll turn the TV on. <laughs> The last game they had at FAU was packed, sold out. I was glad to be there. You know, they usually play a good game, play a real good game, full of excitement and all of that. <laughs> all right, folks. So next up, we have business and tech news. Oops. First up, Apple iOS 16.4 features everything from new emojis to Safari web notifications. Story courtesy of BallerAlert.com. Technology changes every day, making the world advanced more and more. In its latest feature, Apple iOS 16.4 Chief is answering all of the unanswered questions and bringing even more. Thus far, the features include 21 new emojis. And what are they? Let's see if we can get into some of them. Shaking head, pink heart, blue heart, gray heart, donkey, moose, Blackbird, Goose, Wing, Jellyfish, Hyacinth, Peapod, Ginger, Fan, Comb, Flute, Maracas, and a number of left and right facing hand options. In addition, there are now Safari push notifications for the iPhone and iPad. The notifications work great if you need to remember what website you were on or if you rather subscribe to the site. There is also focus support for web push notifications, which will be rolled out during the daily summary. That's if you want specific news from a site that you subscribe to. And finally, badges for home screens to make users aware of alerts and notifications, similar to badges for regular apps. Badges are shown after a user gives permission user gives permission to allow notifications with web apps displaying the current badge count according to mac rumors updates and new features include better opt-in uh, changes or beta rather add to home screen for third-party browsers apple books page turning animation home kint architecture upgrade podcast update apple coverage overview apple music app in profile 
and emergency SOS via satellite and so much more. And for you sneakerheads, sorry to tell you this, but Foot Locker is closing 400 stores and they may become an eyesore. Two major retail chains are closing roughly 800 stores. One company's spaces likely will be filled while the others may become empty and unsightly, calling them zombie stores. Thank you to CNN Business for this report. Retailers are already lining up to take over their approximately 400 shuttering Bed Bath & Beyond stores and strip malls where customers can easily park in front. But 400 footlocker stores are set to close in middle and lower tier regional and closed malls around the country and will stay vacant for much longer, say retail landlords and real estate experts. And if you want to know what um, middle and lower tier regional means, I think you all know exactly what that means. The diverging outlooks for Foot Locker FL in Florida uh, and Bed Bath & Beyond BBBY real estate reflect shopping trends and the troubled state of the retail property market in the United States. The future of these spaces matters because they impact local tax bases, jobs, and the economic conditions of the communities across America. Also in business and tech news, J.P. Morgan CEO Jamie DeMond to be deposed in Epstein case, or Epstein, however you want to pronounce it, I really don't care. J.P. Morgan Chase and company's chief executive officer, Jamie DeMond, will be interviewed under oath in connection with the bank's relationship with Jeffrey Epstein, the late sex offender and former client, a lawyer involved in the, lit- in the litigation has said. The deposition is expected to occur in early May. Brad Edwards, a lawyer representing women who claim to have been sexually abused by Epstein, said on Tuesday, the women are suing the largest bank in the United States for allegedly enabling the financiers' sex trafficking. Well, what's interesting is uh, that we haven't heard any other names but Epstein. Where is everybody else? Who are, you know, uh, anyway. They're all being protected. Clearly. So when you, um, if you go against the grain or if you slip up here, that's when they, they'll pull your name out of the card. But um, yeah, so I think right now everyone's kind of complying and behaving themselves. So as soon as you misbehave, your name will come out. <laughs> um, I'm sure. I'm sure the names will start coming out in the, in the next year or two. It's just a matter of time. Just give it some time, right, Teflon? I hope. All right, well, in health and science news, a new flu is spilling over from cows to people in the U.S. I hope they don't plan to send cows to Jamaica anytime soon. And I'm still asking them to take back the damn goats that are in, that they just sent. And we don't need the remaining 5,000, what is it, 5,950. We don't need them. You all can keep them. But anyway, a new flu is spilling over from cows to people in the U.S. And how worried should we be? In 2011, a farmer in Oklahoma had a bunch of sick pigs. The animals had what looked like the flu. Just like a person with respiratory disease, the pigs had labored breathing, maybe a runny nose, cough, and potentially a fever. At the time, House was working at the company Newport Laboratories, and that's virologist Benjamin House, which develops custom vaccines for livestock. We could detect and isolate pathogens from animals. Then we could grow the pathogens in the lab, kill them, and formulate vaccines, said House, who is now an executive at Cambridge Technologies, another vaccine company. 
The Oklahoma farmer took a few samples from the pig's noses, a bit like how you would swab your nose for an at-home COVID test. He sent the samples to House so he could figure out what was making the pig sick. House immediately thought that the regular flu virus was infecting the pigs. We expected to find influenza A because that's the most common problem. It's also the same type of virus that often causes the seasonal flu in people. But when he and his colleagues grew the virus in the lab, they quickly realized how they were wrong. House was shocked by what he saw. Mm -hmm. I thought, what is this thing? We've never seen anything like this before. Right away, we were concerned that this virus could infect people. The cow flu. Yeah. Doctors can identify the pathogen causing the infection um, only about 40% of the time. There's growing evidence that the other 60% of infections could be caused by animal viruses such as dog coronavirus. And you want to know where we can find dog coronavirus? We can find it in Arkansas, Malaysia, and Haiti. How come it's only in those areas? I always wonder about that. Hmm. Okay. Can I tell y'all something quick? <laughs> Go ahead. This is why I sound the way I sound right now. Oh, no. Quickly, flying back home last night, there were three dogs on my flight. Mm. Three. Not one. Three. And when we were approaching to land, over the announcement, one of the um, airport ladies, I can't remember the name right now. This is her comment. For whatever passenger who is missing a dog, we have it now. Stay still. We'll give it to you when we land. <laughs> like we were literally landing. And this is what she says. For whatever passenger that is missing the dog, we have it stay seated we'll get it. you'll get it to you when we land really and then all of a sudden i just start coughing 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 and that's why i sound i literally had to take my asthma inhaler getting off of that flight no one asked <sighs> me do i have any type of al allergy for animals but anybody can just travel with whatever they want to travel with so that's my story about pets I'm and viruses sorry. and diseases <laughs> and germs and everything I'm sorry Javette. you have to go through that, Javette. can't you sue them? Because they yeah. should have, yeah, because they should have, um, they should have warned you. Um, they should, but I don't think that's part of the deal when it comes to this on flights. That's so unfair. That is so unfair. I agree with you, Teflon, because some dogs shed. I know I've said before, I cannot have a shedding dog locked up in the house with me. I will go crazy. With my allergies. So I, if I have no, a dog... Uh-huh, go ahead. Yeah, I'm sorry, Mom, it's finished. Oh, finish. I thought they were supposed to be in carriers. That's what I thought, too. That was my next point. You're supposed to have them in carriers, and they're supposed to be either in... If, 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 they're, if you're putting them in the seat next to you, it means you've paid for that seat, or they're supposed to be underneath the seat in front of you. Right. They were in carriers. How did dog get loose? I don't know. They took who it out like the carrier. Dog, who, who just let their dog walk up and, like, seriously? 
ridiculous. Let the dogs out. Oof. Oof. <laughs> <laughs> I was just about to say that. No, that's not right because you are in a compact space, an enclosed space with circulating air, recycled air, I call it. That's not fair. I do agree with you, Teflon. They need to let passengers know that there, because people book their tickets, there are dogs on this flight. Because a lot of people have allergies when it comes to pets like cats and dogs, you know. Um, on, on, on this occasion, um, someone let the dog out. Sorry, sorry about it earlier. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, back in the day, they used to travel underneath the plane. What, yeah, what happened to what, that? Why they? What happened to that? So now they've got the pets. You know, you got the human rights laws. Now the the animals have their laws as well. <laughs> So you can't have them in a confined space oh. like that. It's only for luggage. Oh, so the a... the animals are now like they they now have the same rights as humans. So they have to be in the same area as humans. There they have to have a, a seat. They have everyone. They have more rights than humans now. They do. There was a big giant poodle on the boat as well, but he had this thing that said "service dog." It was big like a horse on the boat as well. Yeah, those so are it, it, it's not just for blind people anymore. You, you know? can pay for that tag, by the way, and not be, be an actual service dog. I know a friend who did that. I, I side-eyed her so bad because she's like, I just went to the, to the city and, and asked for the dog to be a service dog so I can take her anywhere I want to go. And I was like, bitch. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, because you invite me to your home. The first thing I ask is, do you have an animal? Because that means I'm not coming to your home. I have allergies. It is your home. You have a right to have your animal in your home, but you do not have a right. I don't have a right to tell you no. I just, I'm not coming to your space. So I think they ought to tell everyone because I've been on, on, in that um, situation. Luckily, the dog didn't get out. Woof, woof, woof. But um, I did say, okay, can I, can, I can't sit here. I can't sit near an animal because I'm going to suffer. This is so then I have to, I mean, I wear a mask on the airplane anyway, but, and it's becoming, I didn't have that issue three years ago. It's now becoming far more, um, more that I see animals on airplanes. Yeah. Uh, thankfully no cats. Cause that's, that will kill me. Oh, but the dog, Oh, um, Sorry, Javetta, that this has happened to yeah, you. Yeah, I feel bad that this is... And I agree. Great point, um, Sanad. When you're traveling, folks, for your own safety, because of flu, cold and flu season two, and that spreads even when you're in an airplane, people coughing. And can't, you ever hear some people like... And you're like, damn, what the hell are you doing up here? Um, cover your, your um, airways. Cover your mouth. Cover your nose. Use a mask. Save yourselves as much as you can. All right. All right. Got it. Yeah, but, Go yeah, ahead. Yeah, real quick. Real quick. Yeah, but if you got a nine-hour flight, like it's not going to be really, really uncomfortable. Oh, Suffocate for nine hours. You know, it, it, uh, they need a different plane for animals. Something I don't know. But Virginia said that they, they, you know, animals were dying in the belly of the plane. Well, they need to make some kind of provision under their section, something, so they can house them under there safely. But, you know, you have to think about other folks who can possibly end up in hospital because of allergies. All right, real quick, let me squeeze this in. 
got $60,000 a night, I got an Airbnb for you that gives you an entire island to yourself. Musha K at Copperfield Bay is not your typical Airbnb. The private island resort is located in the Exuma Keys off the Bahamas. It includes the main 10,000 square foot residence, which consists of 12 bedrooms and 13 bathrooms. Guests can also spend time in the guest villa, the additional houses on the island and other lodging spaces. Magician David Copperfield purchased and developed the remote piece of island in 2006 after buying it for $50 million. Packed with luxury amenities, it opened to the public in 2008. The island is adorned with massage spas, a gym, tennis court, movie theater, jet skis, and a private dock to use for the many vessels, such as a day on the island's 28-foot nautilus rib catamaran. For those just wanting to relax, the landing offers a bar, lounge, viewing dock, and dining area. The island comfortably accommodates up to 24 people and the needs of each can be met by working with the Mushake staff or Mushake staff to customize the stay. Visitors can enjoy their own beach party or personalized menus. Even better, with so much space and things to see, it's easy to tip away from the crowd and take in the surrounding ocean or the beautiful rays of the sunset. Anyone with the urge to enjoy a getaway in paradise well you may book this dream vacation using either airbnb or the official musha key website and it's only for the small price of sixty thousand dollars per night yes folks so we're gonna embark on that one to give a big thank you to everyone that logged on to the Quality Music Zone. QMZRadio.com for quality music while you work or play. Keep it logged on to www.QMZRadio.com for that good music to get you through your day. Travel the world, but I'm too scared to do it Thank you to everyone listening on JanoRadio.com. Download the Jano Radio app for that non-stop party vibe. J-A-H-K-N-O. It is available in your Apple and Google Play stores. Jano Radio, take us on the go. Thank you to every one of you here with me on Clubhouse. You are truly appreciated. After all, this is where the conversation happens, either by their voice or in the chat. Thank you all for your input, your perspectives, and your opinions. We know that London's not so pretty anytime after September. I wanna plan a trip, but your boys always take up your agenda. This was a Moments with Me Media Production. To my listeners on QMZRadio.com and JanoRadio.com, this is Moments with Me signing out. Catch you tomorrow morning, 9 a.m. Eastern. It will be Retro Thursday. You know I can't
playing music from the 80s, 90s, and early 2000s.